Art Media Complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Plants of Milkweed. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips file. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, July 25th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, we can do that. We can talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And, of course, we'll find so many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do, so take part. In the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard radio program, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the state of Florida. You can pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. Uh, send us a text on anything at any time. That's Real Mobile 77031. I promise we'll look at it, whether we use it on the air. Who knows? But uh, we'll review it, look at it, and quite possibly use it as uh, fodder for something to talk about. Otherwise, on the telephone's long distance, toll-free, 888 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mose here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Yes, sir. We'll work off that. Jack is with us. Aye. Pinkman is here later in the program, right after the news with Mo at about 4 o'clock. Bonus round of closest to the pin. Someone's opportunity to win a You Matter business card that would guarantee them good fortune for the rest of their life. However, we all know, should that person lose, it's bad luck for 24 hours. Followed by Jack's audio file. Busy day today, all right? We've got a regular round of closest to the pin. Today's Wednesday, so we will talk with Scott Maxwell, who writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Uh, Shot Doctor comes in at 6 for Shot Doctor casting call. And we've got the five-minute professor today. And if we have time, which uh, usually we don't on Wednesday, but if we do, we'll have some drive-home music for you. Then PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. Wow. So there we Sounds go. Sounds like a whirlwind, Jim. And I'm a lot. Uh, the president, uh, I guess the White House is saying uh, the president will not host Russian President Vladimir Putin in Washington until 2019. Not before the midterms. Yeah, he, well, he wants the Mueller probe to finish, Jim. Which so, hunt, he said, yeah. yeah. Uh, which hunt to end. And then, of course, if uh, Democrats take control of the House, uh, Putin's not coming on over here. Nah, probably not. Uh-uh. I actually heard a bunch of Republicans say he's not welcome on Capitol Hill. He's doesn't not matter. welcome. It doesn't matter that. when he comes. <clears throat> Even though uh, a majority of Republicans think that the president did a pretty good job in Helsinki. Boy. I don't know what they're smoking anymore. But then there's a the theory that that's Republicans, but you have to consider... You know, I wonder what percentage of Republicans are no longer Republicans. Not that they're Democrats, but they might say no party affiliation. Mm-hmm. They just they just, they they just broken away. Whether officially by going down to the election supervisor and dropping out, or just saying I'm not, you know, I can't, I'm, can't deal I, with, I, I can't deal I with can't this deal. anymore. Yeah. I'm a real 
conservative Republican. Not, that's not me talking because I'm not a conservative <laughs> Republican. Well, no, I'm a um, left of center. Probably a uh, left of center. I probably would cons- consider myself progressive, if anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> and but you know you never know how many you know whether they do the George will. You know, and said, oh, he abandoned. Yeah, I'm not part of this. The Joe Scarborough, the rest of them. Now, they didn't drop out and become Democrats. They're MPAs. They're no party affiliation, like I am. I'm not a Democrat. Dropped out of that organization. But you're not a Republican either. No, I'm not a member of a political party. Like most uh, voters nowadays are not members of a political party. Mm -hmm. Or at least they count themselves, quote, as independents. So we got that. So nice. Yeah, I mentioned this in the office today. I always like to mention, oh, my God, so-and-so passed away. Jack, you weren't there. I was not. Oh, play this game. Oh, boy. I hate this game. Oh, how can you hate it? (laughs) He's going to make me guess who he's going to give a name, and Uh, I got to try and pin down the profession. Lincoln Brower, Lincoln Brower, 86, a champion of? Uh, Logging. He's a scientist. (laughs) No. Oh, Lincoln, He's a scientist. Lincoln Logging. He's a Studied scientist. the migratory cycle of birds. No, no. Uh, pigeons. No. no, salamanders. Pigeon is a bird. Snakes. Ooh, salamanders. No, oh, salamanders uh, do not migrate. Okay. Uh, oh, caribou. No. Damn it, wildebeest. It's not a, it's not a mammal. Oh, not a mammal. Uh, chickens. No, not a bird. Um, not a bird. It's fish, not a mammal. Fish, fish, fish. Not a fish. Oh my. Well, i He's an expert in this of... area, Jackie. You should know this name. Oh, uh, uh, his name again is Lincoln Log. Lincoln Brower. As soon as I mentioned it, Mo and uh, and Pinky st- stood up and said, "Oh my God!" Not Lincoln yeah. Brower. Not Forget. Lincoln Brower. Oh. Come on, Jack. Is Ooh. there no justice? Mm-mm. Is there oh. no peace? Okay, so it's not fish. It's Think not a mammal. Mexico. Oh, oh, uh, uh, enchiladas. It's no, a. It's an animal. Oh. <laughs> from yeah, Mexico. The enchilada. Mm. Well, they're not always. Sometimes they're. Chihuahua. Most of them. Dogs. No, no, not mammals. Migration. Migration. Think migration. They're not mammals. They're not fish. They're not birds. What's left? And reptiles. No. Crocodile. Crocodile. No. Smaller. Mm. Smaller than. And lighter. Snakes? Mm-mm. No. Uh, uh, Smaller. Rat? No, that's a mammal. Uh, ants. Ooh, ants. Oh, bigger. Uh, 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 bigger than the spiders. Big, no. Yeah, bigger than the spider. Bigger than the spider. Mexico. Think Mexico. I've talked about this a number of times. And you've talked about Think it a milkweed. Bunch. A butterfly. Oh, there it is. Yeah, the monarch butterfly. Butterfly. Which I still find fascinating. Yeah, Lincoln Brower is, uh, he got a pretty good uh, spread in the New York Times today. Maybe a third the of the page. In the obituaries, you mean? Two photographs. Yeah. What? And a third of the page, yeah, he was well regarded. I guess he was the leading expert as it relates to the migratory pattern of the monarch butterfly, which is in decline, by the way, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Most of them attributed to pesticides and herbicides and uh, loss of of uh, habitat. But it mentions once again, you know, I keep reminding myself here's a here's a here's an animal that has the uh, brain the size of a pinprick, and uh, They'll travel thousands and thousands of miles uh, to their uh, to Mexico every year. The descendants, not the you know, it's not like they were born in Mexico and they fly off into Indiana and then mm. head back to Mexico. Mexico. They leave Mexico <laughs> and and breed, lay eggs, and those butterflies head back to the same place. Mm. I find that, I'd, that I'd, is I, I find that fascinating. It's the same thing with these sea turtles. Remember, I talked about that when I went over to uh, to uh, watch the you know the the turtles come up at in Brevard. Yeah, yeah, and, on uh, the beach. Right. and they're saying 
these are these are the descendants of turtles that have been doing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And no matter how far out they get, if they survive and get, you know, hundreds of miles offshore, if not further, they, they you right. know, after they, being bored, they come back. They come they back to the same beach. Right to the same point. Yeah. They have I a mean, home. that's just, I mean. Is it a homing? They almost have a homing, honing or homing device? I guess. I don't know what it is. Something, yeah. Well, it's like birds. They now believe that. Uh, part of the way that migratory birds navigate is by the stars. They actually believe they use stars and some kind of navigation system related to stars, or you know the the the, the North and South Pole and Mag- who knows. Mm. I find it fascinating. Well, we mourn the passing of Lincoln Brower. Lincoln Brower plants some milkweed. It's not going to kill you. It's very inexpensive. Go to any nursery, you can probably find it. And then right before we went on the air, like seconds before you turned your microphone on, you said there was some lady, nice winderer, some some other lady I was supposed to know I never heard of. I never heard of this person. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, no. Christine Noslinger. That's what I said, yeah. Noslinger. Yeah, Christine, mm-hmm. not, yeah, she's passed away too. How old was she? Uh, 81. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do we know her from the arts? Well, she won an award. Oy. Pulitzer? Well, well, she Nobel. Won the, no, she won the Lingren Prize. Jimmy? The what prize? The Lingren Prize. Lingren. From just uh, hanging around? For design. In 2003, yeah. Uh, is she a writer? Lingering. You can tell, folks, I got nothing else to talk about. Today. She's a writer, though, right? She's I, a writer. I just don't want to talk about Trump. I mean, I you know, all even. I do in the, I mor- in the morning, I turn in, all they're doing is Trump at night, everything Trump. They're all responding to his latest tweet. And it's like, there are things mm. going on in the world, mm. despite the fact that Donald Trump yesterday, before the VFW said, don't believe anything you read or see or hear. <laughs> And if that's not Big Brother, I don't know what is. He actually went before the veterans of foreign wars and said, and essentially said, don't pay any attention to what you to read or what you, no. what you or what you see. <laughs> what? What you hear, nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Don't worry. Don't trust your I'll tell senses. you. Just nope. believe what I tell you. That's right. Yeah. I alone can fix it. So anyway, Cur- mean, yeah, Christine Noslinger has uh, passed away. Not Christine Noslinger. Uh-huh. Australia. She was uh. Austri- uh, from Austria. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. She was in the arts, you say? She was in the arts. Was she yeah. a writer? Yeah, she... Uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Was she a writer of books or plays? Books. Books. Yeah. Uh, was she a writer of children's books? She was. Very oh. good. I'll give you that, uh, Mo. Children's books. Yeah. Hey, the she... great Christine Nostlinger, 81. Nostlinger. Um, children's it, book author. It wasn't Nancy Drew. Um, I don't know what it was. Oh. Her her work is characterized by disrespectful humor, clear-sighted solemnity, mm. and inconspicuous warmth, the citation said when she won the Lindgren Prize with Maurice Sendak in oh, 2003. Oh, I know who that is, where the yeah, wild yeah. things are. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. And not to leave, you know, I don't want to leave anybody behind, but uh, Aiko Herzig uh, Yoshinaga. No kidding. <laughs> mm, Mr. Oshinaga, what oh, happened God. to him? Did he die? No wonder they're listening to the news junkie. Yes, uh, she uh, she's uh, dead oh, at the she? age of ninety three. Oh, I thought it was Mister Oceanaga. Oh, uh, you assumed his. I mean, her gender. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's a she. Uh, oh yeah, Miss. Mi- I call her as a Yoshinaga. Yoshinaga. And uh, think of uh, think of uh, mm. who who's on Star Trek? Who played the navigator in Star Trek? Hulu. Yeah, think of him. No, no, yeah. Solo, Sulu, Zulu. Yeah, played or, by the actor who. Uh, 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 you know, um, make game. a connection. George Takai. T- George Takai. Internment camps. That's it. Aiko Herzig Yashinaga discovered documents refuting Pentagon claims about the internment of Japanese Americans. But 
If you believe Donald Trump, don't pay any attention to that kind of stuff. Don't pay any attention to what you read, hear, or see. <laughs> Does he think we didn't really put American citizens in internment camps? We did. He did. Come, what? It's shameful, but oh, it's fake news. No. Nope. Yeah. Fake yeah news. Come on. No, 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 no. News, mm. please. No. Come on. Next, you're going to tell me we were at war with Japan in the 1940s. Correct. Come oh, on, boy. Please. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. He's got the news that ain't going for ya. There's more to run. There's more to run. There's more to run. I don't. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. There's more to run. There's more to run. There's more to run. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Time for the news. Here's Mo. Traveling is never easy. I've now adopted your bumper sticker. Well, if you were on the Allegiant Air flight headed to Milwaukee, you think you're. I think they all believe the same thing, Jim. The flight left from Punta Gorda down on south, the southwest Florida area and was going to Wisconsin. It had to land here at Sanford. Why? Because this Allegiant Air sucked in a bird somewhere along during takeoff. That happens. I know. In Punta Gorda, sucked in a bird, you know, a couple hours away. Um, and then. Well, it's had, not their fault. No, it's, I mean, they had to land here. No one was injured. Nothing to do with that sixty minutes report. Uh, no, I did see that. It was very frightening. Uh, they also thought it was a blown tire, but anyway, they did end up clarifying that flight fifteen ninety two experienced a bird strike when it departed Punta Gorda's airport and diverted here to Sanford out of caution. The bird remains in the engine. How are those people going to get to Milwaukee? They brought in another plane. Oh, They're, oh They've already geez. gone. They're good. Oh, yeah. Yo. They're going to Milwaukee. You got to eat up there. Oh, mm-hmm. need the cheese curds. Yeah, you know? midsummer festival up oh, there. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, bring your accordion. <laughs> That's nice. A Florida- That's a polka mm-hmm. championship. Oh, there. yeah. Okay. That's some good foot-stomping music you know, up there. I, I tell you, I hope Polka Paul takes home the trophy He's this the year. best. He wins every year, it seems. Oh, Polka you know, Paul? Polka that? Paul? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Last year, he got robbed by Smelty Steve. <laughs> A Those Florida... satin shirts, though. You know, boy, oh, boy. You makes know, you sweat, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but that sweat slides right off. <laughs> oh, so yeah. A Florida appeals court, Jim, is ordering the release of that surveillance video of law enforcement's response to the Parkland school shooting. Mm. In the ruling today, the appeals court upheld a lower court ruling that directed the release of the school security camera footage as public record. The Broward County School Board, the sheriff's office, and prosecutors said, no, 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 let's not release those videos to the news organizations, but all the different courts said, release it. One, you know, the student who opened, former student who opened fire, killed 17. There was a big criticism of the law enforcement response. They had some video, and they showed it with time delay and all of that. And anyway, they now have been ordered by the court to release yeah. Citizens video. should have the right to, if they want to, look at this and then decide as citizens yeah. uh, whether they believe or uh, that uh, law enforcement acted appropriately or inappropriately. Same thing with the, uh, with the pulse shooting. Oh, they never released that either, did well, they? I don't know if they've released all the autopsy reports. I think we have every right as citizens to know every single detail of what happened so we can determine 
uh, as we believe so far, <clears throat> excuse me, that the police did a great job or they may have screwed up somewhere. If they screwed up, then it's our responsibility to make sure that they don't again. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Uh, the state of Florida must allow early voting on state colleges and university campuses. Come on, bro. A U.S. district judge ruled yesterday Vote. that a 2014 <laughs> yeah, state opinion banning mm-hmm. the use of campus buildings for early voting is unconstitutional and reveals a stark pattern of discrimination. Uh, the U.S. District Judge Walker wrote that throwing up roadblocks in front of younger voters does not remotely serve the public interest. Why do we always try to make it harder f- to vote? I, I'm not sure why they're afraid, but... Don't you think it, yeah, it would well, be, we want to make it easier for people to vote? You, you would think so, yeah. You would think so, mm-hmm. wouldn't you? But no. Speaking of voting, the Florida primary is coming up next month in just a couple of weeks. And absentee ballots are being sent out. They're already in the mail. More than 2 million people requested absentee ballots. That's too early. This is the first. This is for the primary, the August primary. You don't have to worry about it. It's the first statewide election since it was learned that Russian hackers are trying to infiltrate the Florida system again. Like preseason uh, football. Uh, it's just too early. Uh, yeah. Well, this is the, just the primaries. Don't panic. Oh. The primaries are in August. And then if there's a runoff required, it would be September or October. And the real election is in November. Scott Maxwell has a great column today about voting. Yeah. I don't know if I completely understand uh-huh. it, but... Well, He'll explain be- it later. Because we learned that the Russians did indeed hack into Florida's voting system, uh, it turns out now that the federal government has provided $20 million to beef up cybersecurity in the Sunshine State. The primary is on August 28th, and early voting opens up on August 18th through the 25th. So just a, a month from now, we'll have the <laughs> primaries. It'll be well underway. Um, another shooting story to unfortunately report. It happened in Clearwater a week or so ago. Um, it was all a fight over a parking place. Yeah. And it escalated into a fatal shooting. Now the dead man's family is outraged. They are absolutely outraged. And they say it's essentially our, our son, our, our boyfriend, our father was murdered, plain and simple. Well, I see where people can say that, but uh, you have a sense of morality, and then you have law, and uh, many times they're not—they're uh, right. not uh, on the same level. The I'm family sure you can be outraged, but the attorney. fact is, the guy—the <clears throat> guy's going to walk. I think, just Mr. like Zimmerman did. Mr. Dredjka, who shot McLaughlin, uh, is walking around the streets of Clearwater free as a bird, according to the attorney for McLaughlin's family. This is essentially murder, comma, plain and simple. That's the attorney. Well, it might speaker. be murder. I mean, morally, I mean, you might look at it. Well, he murdered our uh, whatever, you know, boyfriend, uh, son, whatever. Father, but right. under the law, you know, he's protected and understand your ground. The, the argument is whether stand your ground is a is a good law for the citizens of Florida or a bad one. Yeah. So, so you just you stand your ground. Says you do not have to retreat if under threat. Mr. Dredjka confronted McLaughlin's girlfriend. You remember the yeah, story about because they parked in a handicap space with no permit, and then he told her to move her blank and car. It's all and it's all, it, one series of bad decisions all the way around. No yeah, question about that. And you shouldn't yeah. be parked there, but you shouldn't be yelling at people, and then you should be putting people shooting, you know, right. pushing, pushing people, people to the ground, and you should be pulling out weapons and shooting people. Mm-hmm. It's a big, gigantic mishmash. It's a big, gigantic yes. mess. But part of the problem is the stand your ground law. In the state of Florida, and whether you think it's a good, you know, good or 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 bad, I said right from the get-go, and I'm going to repeat it, repeat it, because I was not given the attention I deserved. Oh, of course not. I was the only one in this town, certainly media-wise, and probably within legal circles, who said Zimmerman's going to walk. I'm going to tell you right. I'm telling right from the beginning is that he's not he's not going to be convicted of anything. 
mm-hmm. because of the law. Not meaning that I thought he did the right thing. I didn't think he did the right thing, but I think under the law, he was protected. By the way, I'm, uh, I am now uh, making a, uh, I think the waterbed is going to make a comeback. More news with Mo. <laughs> what? We've got a bonus round of closest to the pin. We got the food with Mo. We got the yes. birthdays all upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. Beds, they will make a return. Invest now. Don't forget that bonus round of closest to the pin at the top of the hour. Back to the news, the food, the birthdays. Here's Mo. Mm, today's July 25th, 2018, and today is National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. All right. I know that uh, sounds. How many like... of these hot fudge Sunday days are we going to have? I don't think we've had at that. least once a week. We have some kind ice of ice cream. cream. You can well, never have too many, Jim. Well, actually, Monday was vanilla ice cream day. Not anywhere near a hot fudge Sunday. So there you go. Uh, today is specifically hot no, fudge Sunday, silly. not caramel Sunday, not strawberry Sunday. I like that caramel sauce. I do too. But mm-hmm. uh, hot, uh, it's a hot fudge day, hot fudge Sunday day. I like butterscotch sauce. No, I don't too. like that at all. Oh, uh, butterscotch. You don't like butterscotch? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Hot fu- but that's okay because it's not butterscotch Sunday day. It's hot fudge Sunday day. Sunday. Sunday day. Yeah, that's today, the 25th. Uh, there was a juvenile, 17-year-old, arrested in Sanford today. Police say he left a vulgar and rather unsettling messages scrawled all over a te- another teenager's bedroom window. A couple of, I don't know, a week or so ago, the girl wakes up and finds all this stuff inked on the window uh, basically saying, I won't stop stalking you. Of course, the police were called in, and they saw the surveillance video. The parents recognized their son and turned him into police. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, I know. Um, <laughs> he lives there and didn't realize that his parents had surveillance cameras? No, he was the one who wrote the nasty yeah. note. Uh, the, the girl's parents looked at the surveillance video. They put it out on social media and the police and the me- regu- oh, you know, okay. the news. The parents look at the it news. It wasn't the brother to the girl. No. Another. The parents look at the video that night and say, that's our boy. Oh, boy. How proud. I know. So they turned him in. His own family turned him in. <laughs> right. That's good parenting. The canine unit of the Coco Police Department is getting its first female canine member. Canine Kyra is a two-year-old German Shepherd from Hungary, which is, that's a big deal. Oh, it's like she's the, a tough broad. It's a Me Too movement over at the Coco Police Department in the canine unit. It's a, They're all boys. I didn't know that. Those Most, Hungarian dogs are good. Oh, they are? Yeah. Is, oh, that, yeah. is that a thing or are you just making that up? No, Daryl Payne told me. Hungarian dogs, mm. he said, are good. All right, okay. I'm going to ask him when me. he comes in. Yeah, you <laughs> what make makes a bet them on it? so good? What makes them so much better? Because of their training, because of the breed. Oh, they're, they're Ger- tougher over there. They're ge- mm. not German shepherds. They're German shepherds, but from um, Hungary. 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 Yeah. They're Hungary. not Hungarian they're Hungary shepherds. Shepherd. No. Mm-mm. Anyway, first girl. <laughs> I didn't realize all canine dogs uh, for the police department are usually boy dogs. They're more aggressive. Boy dogs yeah, are? They got a better bite. Oh, I don't know. This girl was a tough customer. She's in over in Coco. I thought this was <laughs> I'm a... Guess, I guess... I'm not saying anything. Please. Uh, oh, come on, bro. Do you know who the Florida Citrus Sports... You know what I was going to say? Turn so your mic off. No, no. I want to know. She's a tough old broad. Come on, Mo. Come on. That's not too bad. It was cute. Come on. Very cute. No, no. Florida Citrus Sports is giving fans a chance to see six different big events at Orlando's Camping World Stadium for one price. I thought this was the coolest thing ever. They made like a package. Yeah. Now, this is what they're calling. You can get a stadium pass and go to six different events. 
including the Citrus Bowl, Monster Jam, Pro Bowl, Camping World Bowl, all these different things, including the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert is the fifth thing. Now we're talking. And the final thing is the Camping World kickoff featuring Alabama and Louisville. So all six of those things for $3.99, which is great. Yes. I, I almost That's a called. Steal. I That's almost, a great deal. <laughs> I know. I almost went online. I mean, to get a ticket to the Beyonce thing is going to be a couple hundred dollars, right? At least. Yeah, and then you could watch a real ass kicking when Alabama stops Louisville. Oh, in Louisville, yeah. But the Citrus Bowl ticket is included. The pr- all this stuff is included. I thought, my God, that's a bargain. Where's and, your seat? Mm, it doesn't matter yeah. as long as you're in the place. What's the difference? Uh, first come, first serve. Get to sit wherever you want. No, of oh, course yeah, not. Yeah, free for all. No, it's not general mm-hmm. admission. No, no, asking. you have an assigned seat. That kind of price. I saw the Rolling Stones just this last time they came around to the Citrus Bowl. Mm-hmm. Even though I was way up in a back corner, it was fantastic. So if you're if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get a crappy seat in the nose nose um, bleed section, it doesn't matter because you're still going to be in there. How do you know it wasn't a cover band? No, I know because I saw the big screen. That's yeah, probably pretty good. If you're close, you're going, jeez. Some of these guys. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> my God, uh, Keith. Well, nip and tuck might help. <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty... Uh, but Charlie Watts, he's just mm, still sitting there. They're all old. They're all old. But but that Mick Jagger, he moves it. And he's got a young lady. He's lady got a young friend. girl, a friend. Young baby. Huh? Young baby, too. Oh, he has a brand new yeah, baby with, like with that young baby. girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oof. I know that you always say one of the things you're going to well, do before you about the, before you give I up the thing about your parents having sex. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> before you give up the ghost, you always wanted to uh, steal a car uh, at a not steal a car, just sort of take a joyride in no, someone I'm, else's vehicle. No, I'm going to steal it. Okay, I'm take it. Take it. Well, this guy made a big mistake. What do you do? He, Let me write this down. I don't want to repeat mm-hmm. it. <laughs> well. The the woman ran into the convenience yeah, store yeah, yeah. and left the keys in it, left go. everything. Someone jumped in the vehicle and took off, but there was a four-year-old in the back. Um, it's, you know, she was wrong by leaving the keys in it, leaving the air on, leaving the kid in the car and all that. They tracked yeah. her cell phone. Which watch she... that because then it goes from auto theft into kidnapping. Mm-hmm. You do a hard time for that. When, when they tracked auto the... theft first time around, maybe some probation. When they tracked the woman's cell phone, which she left in the car. So when you're hot wiring a car or when you're jumping in someone's car to carjack it, make sure the cell phone is in the car because they can triangulate you and they find where you are. Oh, toss it out. Yeah. Uh, they located the vehicle, and they located the kid safe and sound. What kind of car was it? I don't know. Uh, the thief parked the car, fled on foot. It's... Remember that, Pinkman? Might be stick. You wouldn't be able to steal oh, it. He'd be... Nah. Oh, he'd be... Oh. Be grinding the gears. It. By the time I'm stealing a car for my retirement, they'll all be automatic. Or I'm... flying. <laughs> You'll get a jetpack. Steal a jetpack. That'd be awesome. Uh, you were you were mentioning that the news, the national news, the cable news, the twenty four hour news cycle is all Trump all the time, all and them. a lot of it is tweeting what he's tweeted, what he's not tweeting, what he's doing, tweeting every minute. Also, Rudy Giuliani, his personal lawyer, former yes. mayor of New York City, um, he's America's mayor. He's America's mayor. That's right. Uh, uh, it's Ru- a cash payment. It's nothing really. Rudy, cash. listen, Rudy. Rudy is rejecting the speculation about that cash payment to the former Playboy model, telling Fox News the only people who use cash are drug dealers and mobsters. It sucks with uh, Stormy Daniels. I mean, ish. It sounds very wet when he's... I mean, you know, Stormy yeah. Daniels, ish. Yeah, look at yourself in the mirror sometime mm-hmm. there, bub. Oh, he's Speaking been... of the media, Wait if I might minute. just interject. All right. 
you know, uh, I love Scott Maxwell and uh, Bianchi. Uh-oh, what? And uh, with the Orlando Sunday. But this this newspaper is now a shell of its former self. Uh, yeah. Here's the editorial page, the opinion page. It's Wednesday. It's not even Monday when, Monday, they, when they slack off. Monday, it's usually very bad, yeah. Their lead editorial is a guest editorial from the Los Angeles Times. They have two letters to the editor, one of them from somebody in Cincinnati. Seriously? That has nothing to do at all with... What is... No, stop it. No, I'm no. not kidding you. Now you're making that up. I am not. Cyber meddling, real or manipulated? A letter to the editor by Paul Bluestein of Cincinnati, Ohio. <laughs> not Paul Bluestein. You've got to be kidding me. You're telling me that they had to go to Paul Bluestein's letter to the editor mm-hmm. because nobody's writing to the Sentinel? Sounds like a, this is a joke. Jim, I, I think they had like one guy in charge of everything and he might they be on vacation. Him. Yeah, or, I don't know. I think geez, they had, I mean, you know, the daily news, I mean There's a skeleton crew over there. I guess. And you know I'm telling you, if we're for Maxwell and Bianchi and sometimes cats, I mean, you know, it's you know, I chuck uh, this thing to the side. No, I'm no, not no. kidding you. You have to get it because you get ticked off. The ticked off column, I well, mean. Well, they don't have the central floor's top one hundred anymore. They they, they they can't that. Oh, I thought you were yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no longer part of that? No, the, it no longer exists oh, because the guy that was in charge of it, he left. Oh, no. I just think it and be... I don't think they can find anybody to, mm-hmm. to fact check. Wouldn't know? it be funny if you <clears throat> went down there, downtown Orlando, looked in the window, and you actually saw a skeleton crew? Like, <laughs> skeletons running, skeletons. running like the printing press. The right. I just got that uh, uh. text just to remind you I'm not meeting you after you steal a car. That's right. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Your wife will not be the getaway driver. I got people. Jim. I got a gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They'll help me. Okay. Uh, it turns out that we are not the only ones having week and weeks and weeks and weeks of Vern, what seems like rain. This is Jim, come pick me up. Jim <laughs> Vern, I need some he help. would. He would pick you up well. anyway. Sure, of course he would. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32 million people, Jim, are under a flood watch because of storms that have slammed the area. There are wildfires out west. One closed Yosemite National Park in California. Uh, there are it, it. It doesn't matter what part of the U.S. you live in. You're not far from some horrible weather event. How about that fire in Greece? You've been reading about that. Aye. Well, probably not because the news won't pay any attention. Mm. Melting cars. People are jumping into the Mediterranean, running the AGC, for their lives. Whatever they call it. Yes, AGC. Uh, to save their own lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, running into the running into the ocean, running into the into the water, and it's all it's uh, so smoky and so awful, ash and, and and dust and smoke and all that that they often are found clinging to each other, just the charred uh, remains. Of it was people. like that uh, fire. Remember that book yes. that we read? I mean, it's it's fire. It's the like. fire's coming. Poof! All of a sudden, you're incinerated. Pi- fire in the hole. Yeah, I don't know. It's bad. What was the name of that book? That was a good book. It was. Yeah, Fire the, and Fury. No. A Fury no, no, Among no, no, Us. No, no, no. The 1912 no. Minneapolis Fire that's or something. What it was, yeah, that's not the title. It was no. Minnesota or Wisconsin <laughs> yeah, or Michigan right. or something like that. Somewhere and and there, didn't yeah. gain a lot of attention mm-hmm. because something. I think the earthquake in San Francisco was... Bumped it out in 1909 yeah, or 1912 like or 19-something. I'll find the title. It's a really pretty good read. Minnesota 1918. No. Dang it. <laughs> it had a clever name. Under a Flaming Sky. That's it. That's it. Under a Flaming That's Sky. That's a good book, yeah, by the way. That's a real page turner, I'll tell you. Oh, I <laughs> oh boy, you know, those what, people, sir? they're running for their lives. They're jumping down into the wells and all of a sudden, oh. <laughs> they're gone. Yeah, they're goners. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you see in the shoes, and smoke's coming right out of them shoes. Oh, well, yeah, no ice fishing that season, oh, I tell no. you. They jumped into the well. If if they had a well, and they jumped in, and I don't know how they got out, if they got out. Well, they out. didn't get out. They were asphyxiated. No, but sometimes it went over them, you know, but barely. I mean, any barely anyone lived. There are people who say, you know, they look out the window, the fire's coming, they run out of the house. I mean. They're incinerated. They combust. They're it's ashes. so hot. That's right. <laughs> it's funny, but it's not. Whew. Anyway. Uh, no, there's nothing funny about that. No. Talk to me about a little bit about water. We're talking about water. People jumping into the sea. People were jumping into a well. They've now found water on Mars. What? Yeah. The, the science uh, associations now say they found not just a little bit, a puddle of water. And what was your lead story? What? Water on Mars. And by the way, they found water on Mars. In other news. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a big deal. I know it's a big oh. deal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fake news. I was told not to believe uh, it. Scientists now have determined that there was not just a little puddle of water, Jim. Oh, now we have to go. There's a... I agree, Jack. Now we have to go. 12-mile-long river. Get out. A Ooh. mile under the planet's surface. So it's what? not on top. It's underneath. They used some radar data from a <sighs> European spacecraft that's orbiting Mars. Took about two years of sifting through all this data to confirm there Uh-oh. is water on Mars. Got to go now. Where, go where? Got to go to Mars. No, we I'm have to go to Mars. You can go. I'm sure there's a gondola there somewhere, or maybe a riverboat. With Martians in it? <laughs> well, they would be Martians. They wouldn't they be wouldn't. Earthlings. No, that's right. Martians running the gondola. Yeah. They wear striped shirts. Italian yeah. Martians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Uh, beep, 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 boop, bleep, boop, boop. Bleepity glorp. Oh, boy. Today bleepity is... Glorp. Bleepity glorp. <laughs> Marvin Martians gondola rides. Stop it. No. No, no, no. Mm-mm. I just secured this Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Today is National Hire a Veteran Day. A reminder that armed services produce a highly qualified pool of people. That's true. Yep. They know how to work together, and even if they have different political views on things. Yeah. They're disciplined. They they know how to get the job done. They They're know how to work together. They're making a transition, though, from military to civilian life. And sometimes people are afraid. Like, I don't know if they're going to make the transition well, but they do. And so today is the big day. If you're a hiring person. They're more mature. They're more experienced. They know how, how to work in te- with teams. Yeah. I thought you were going to say teens. I was like, what? No, they know how to work yeah. with teams. This is why, uh, yeah. you know, if you have people running for office, certainly nowadays, you know, see if they have military experience because they're, you know, they're, they're trying to work together. True. Do you remember I broke, I think I we broke the news here. I don't know who said it first. doesn't matter to me. But on the file, we told you that pop star Demi Lovato was rushed to a hospital yesterday with what they thought was a heroin overdose. She's awake this afternoon after um, getting a, a lot of treatment. Uh, she was rushed to Cedar sinai out there, found unconscious. Um, according to TMZ, she was treated with that Narcan stuff. Remember that? Um, that you have. Is yeah, that I got what, some. You have, yeah. Um, that reverses the effects of opioid overdose. Um, she's with her family, um, and she has struggled with substance abuse before, but was clean for a while in a sober home, and then was released from the center, and now she had a little bit of a relapse. Got that struggle, that monkey on her back. Oh, speaking of Los Angeles, there's the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, what about up, it? Up and down, you know, L.A. and some streets up there. It turns out uh, a man admitted today to destroying President Trump's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He turned himself in early this morning after several people. Well, thank you, sir, for making a big difference. Saw him <laughs> smashing the plaque Whatever. with a pickaxe, a pickaxe earlier today. 
Uh, oh, yeah, pickaxe. He, he carried it in a guitar He case. did. He had it like, you know, <laughs> the old days when they would put like Wouldn't a machine you? gun in, in, in the violin case mm. or whatever. This guy put it in his guitar case, yeah, God, brought yeah. it out there, eh, 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 and he stabbed the whole thing to smithereens. Better be wearing gloves. You get some blisters doing it. He used, uh, I guess Trump star has been vandalized several times before uh, with a pickaxe, with a sledgehammer, with all kinds of stuff. This guy was arrested. Roseanne Barr, big fan of the Trumpster, is, uh, has done her first televised interview this week since getting fired by ABC over the racist tweet. Didn't Jack run the audio? Or is uh, this yeah. another one? No, this is coming up on Thursday night. If he oh. did, it's a, I don't know how you got up. Who's interviewing her? Who cares about her? I don't know. She's sensational. Especially when I mean, she I mean seriously, shouting. I mean, what's the... Roseanne will be on Sean Hannity's Fox News show on Thursday oh. night. <laughs> Hannity shared the news go. on his show last night, calling it a big deal. Roseanne will discuss her tweet comparing Obama administration aide Valerie Jarrett to an ape, or Planet yeah. of the Apes or whatever, which was what prompted ABC to cancel the reboot. It's like Hannity getting a waterboarder for charity like he promised in 2009. I don't oh. think she's going to ask i got to say it because I don't tweet it anymore because I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe he bought Dick Cheney's waterboard. What do you think will happen first? Donald Trump releases his income tax records or mm. uh, Hannity gets waterboarded like he promised? Or Ooh. never. Or nothing. Yeah, no, that's okay, right. Just water beds will make a comeback. Oh, I miss mine. The broad- those? Ugh. I had one for about 20 years. You know what killed the water bed? I'll tell you what killed the water bed. Disco? Not the mattress. Oh. No, it was the frame. They didn't keep they up were, with it. The, they didn't improve they weren't, the frame. They weren't fashionable. They were big, ugly, square, wooden boxes. They didn't have any style to them at all. You never had a I did not. Oh, I never took that ride, huh? Mm-mm. <laughs> I didn't say I was never on a waterbed. I said I never ha- owned one. Whoa. Somebody bounce you off of it? Never mind. The Broadway musical Hamilton, <laughs> which is coming to Orlando <laughs> next year, next season. It's like those big mattresses they yeah. have on the lakes at the camp. My uh, kids the have camp one. Now. It's called, yeah, yeah, the yeah they're pretty cool, It's right? called The Blob. You sit here, the other yeah. person goes, boink, boink. You go, yeah. into the lake. Yeah, yeah. those look awesome. It's a gigantic uh, waterbed. No. Uh, the yes. bro- no. It's all the, the whole principle is the same thing. Okay. If you fill that up too much, nobody go bouncing off. Boing. You have to have just right. a little less enough boingability. You gotta have boingy. Yeah, yeah. You need boingability. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a new word. I just made it up. The Broadway musical Hamilton might be headed to a movie theater near you soon. So if you're not in a place where it's going to be in your performing arts center like us, but you know, you may be about to see it in the movies. The Wall Street Journal reports that Hollywood studios are bidding on the rights to a filmed performance from 2016 that could feature. Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? So you get to see the real McCoy. Uh, Wall Street Journal says it could sell. If they get the rights to it, the studio that ends up getting it could have to pay $50 million. I know. Uh, But so keep your eyes open on that. We'll try to keep you up to date on Mm. some of that jazz. Um, I don't think he's worrying about his next meal anymore. Oh, Lin-Manuel. Lin-Manuel. You never know. Miranda. Yeah, you never know how people spend Mm. their money. One of the Kardashians, well, actually, she's a Jenner, Kylie Jenner, the youngest girl, is the richest Instagram user ever. Oh a London-based God. software company called... How can I continue with my life? I know. <laughs> uh, it turns out they ranked the 70, 75 wealthiest people on Instagram, or on Insta, uh, based on how much they earn per post. Kylie Jenner wow. reportedly earns up to $1 million for photos advertising a brand or a product. Damn. Selena Gomez is second. Something wrong. Yeah. She earns a million. I know. The list also includes Beyonce, Justin Bieber, Floyd Mayweather, and, and of course, the, the Kardashian sisters. So there's Floyd that. Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, yeah. Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather's tweeting? He's No, he's Insta- Instagramming. Oh, okay. Insta- I can't tweet. Mm-hmm. What? 
Can't read. Well, Instagram know. is more about pictures. Floyd Mayweather? It's Facebook, but read. with pictures. Yeah. Hey, Siri. You think with all that money, well, I guess he has people read to him. Let's go to uh, yes, birthdays. Yes, Could we do birthdays? Oh, my God. Happy, yes. happy birthday to... <laughs> read me that book. Read me, read me another chapter. Read mm. me Goodnight Moon again. Happy, happy birthday! <laughs> how about from Friends, Matt LeBlanc? Well, and other Ooh. things, too, but how old is he? He's, uh, believe it or not, he's 54. Younger. 52. 51. On the dot, Jackson. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, he's my it. age. You can tell. You can tell. I know not... everyone who's my age. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe not. Uh, happy, happy Kapuya, birthday Kapuya. to the widow of Bob Marley and a singer in her own right, Rita Marley. Oh, Rita. And okay. mother of Ziggy Marley yes, and all of that. Uh, yeah. he was yeah, God. 30 on top of that. 68. Too young. 70. Uh, Let's go 69. Nope. Jim, 72. Well, I tried. Happy, happy birthday! And finally, um, the widow of David Bowie, supermodel Iman. Ooh. Believe it or not, she is now 64. 66. Damn it. I don't know. 65. Jim, 63. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the lottie. Duh, just call me Moira. All right, we're going to open up the lines. Mr. Pinkman will choose one of you at random to play against him in a bonus round of closest to the pin should you win. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life should you lose. 24 hours of bad luck guaranteed. Upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Talking on the radio, not your thing. There's an easier way. It's called texting. 77031. Real mobile. It's real easy. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Chris is on the line for this bonus round of closest to the pin. He'll play against Pinkman if he wins. Gets that card. You met a business card. And has good fortune for the rest of his life. If he loses, Chris knows he'll have bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set that handicap. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful, Mr. Phillips. All right, Chris, here we go. Ten questions. Speak right into the telephone so I can hear your answers. Ten questions, including the crow question at the end. Are you ready? I am. Here we go, buddy. In three, two, one, begin. Uh, Chris, the Michael Cohen, Donald Trump tape is making the news, but the Cohen Brothers movie called Fargo was released in what year? 95. What's the population of Fargo, North Dakota? 200,000. What percent of Fargo's population is Native American, a.k.a. American Indian? 23%. The great American Olympics and professional athlete Jim Thorpe was part of the SAC and Fox Indian Nations. He died in what year? 82. Talk about gyms and athletes. Jim Phillips was the 17th fastest half miler in Miami-Dade County High School track in what year? 71. The movie called The Green Mile with Tom Hanks was released in what year? 98. Actor James Cromwell was in that movie. How tall is Cromwell? 6'5". Remember James Cromwell from the hit movie called Babe? That movie runs how many minutes? hundred Sorry, yeah, 115. Major League Baseball great Babe Ruth died in what year? 
68. Did it within 25. You went out right. If Babe Ruth was a crow in Baltimore, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Richmond, Virginia? 92. Time. All right. Here we go. Excellent. Here we go. go. Pinky's on his way back in. All right. Yeah. Okay. Remember that time you saw James Cromwell? That's... I did. You did, yeah. It's, uh, Gregory uh-huh. Hines. Uh-huh. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, oh, yeah that he's wasn't... alive, though. I got 10 questions for you, but you have to roll the dice for your handicap first. <clears throat> there we go. I only give him a week now. What do you got? Oh, <laughs> a six. All right, 12 Maybe seconds. Plus 12 for Pinkman. 10 questions. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Best of luck to you, Pinky. Thank you. In three, two, one, go. Pinky, the Michael Cohen Donald Trump tape is making the news, but the Cohen Brothers movie called Fargo was released in what year? 92. What's the population of Fargo, North Dakota? 2000. What percent of Fargo's population is Native American, a.k.a. American Indian? 60. The great American Olympics and professional athlete Jim Thorpe was part of the SAC and Fox Indian Nations. He died in what year? 2002. Talk about gyms and athletes. Jim Phillips was the 17th fastest half miler in Miami-Dade County High School track in what year? 1967. The movie called The Green Mile with Tom Hanks was released in what year? 99. Actor James Cromwell was in that movie. How tall is Cromwell? 5'11". Remember James Cromwell from the hit movie called Babe? That movie runs how many minutes? Uh, one twelve. Major League Baseball great Babe Ruth died in what year? That would have been 1993. Get it within 25. You went out right. If Babe Ruth was a crow in Baltimore, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Richmond, Virginia? Uh, 82 miles. Time? Dang it. I was way under on Cromwell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Let's score the game. Fargo, oh, the movie boy. released in what year? Chris said. 95. Pinkman? 92. 96. Ooh. 1996. Chris starts off strong. What's the population of Fargo, North Dakota, Chris said? 200,000. Pinkman? 2,000. 115,000. Mm, Chris? No way. No. Is that yeah. right? He's 85 off, 85. and you're 113. Oh, right. no, I'm just saying there's oh. no way there's that many people. What percent of Fargo's population is North American, a.k.a. American Indian, Chris said? 23%. Pinkman? 60. 1.3%. Chris now is up 3 nothing. The great Whatever. American Olympics and professional athlete Jim Thorpe. In a movie, I think, played by Burt Lancaster. Hmm. Maybe it might have, might have been called The Jim Thorpe Story. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was part of the Sac and Fox Indian Nations. He died in what year, Chris said? Um, 82. Pinkman. 2002. No, the, great, the great Jim Thorpe died in 1953. Okay, that's four for Chris. Talk about gyms and athletes, I'm telling you. Jim Phillips, yours truly. Oh, here we go. Was the 17th fastest half-miler in Miami-Dade County High School track in what year? Chris said. 71. Pinkman. 67. 66. Ooh, oh, Pinky's so on close. the board. Do the math. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know what that Fleet means. of foot. Oh, fleet of foot, yeah. Uh, the movie called The Green Mile with Tom Hanks released in what year, Chris said? 98. Pinkman. 99. Right in the money, 1999. Oh, Pinkman is... Four to go. It. Yeah, it's four to three, and Chris is in the lead. Oh, Actor bro. James Cromwell was in that movie. How tall is Cromwell? Chris said. Six foot five. Pinkman. Yeah. Five eleven. Hey, six seven. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. Chris yeah. takes a commanding lead. He's the farmer and Babe. Talk about Babe. Yeah. He was in that movie called Babe. Mm-hmm. What is it? Farmer Blodgett or Hodgett? 
I can't remember. Mm. Uh, that movie runs how many minutes, Chris said? 115. Pinkman. 112. 131. Oh, wrong way, Pinky. Two to go. Major oh, well. League Baseball great Babe Ruth died in what year, Chris said? 68. Uh, Pinkman. 93. 1948. Ooh. I knew that. It's Babe Ruth. Yeah, that guy. What's the score? 7 to 3. <laughs> Chris is up 7 to 3, Pinky. Get it within 25. You can win here. And you went out right. Good. This is the only chance you have. <laughs> yeah. Pinkman. Well, say Babe Ruth was a crown Baltimore, his place of birth. He would have to fly how many miles to reach Richmond, Virginia, Chris said. 92 Pinkman miles. Pinkman said. 82. Now, Babe Ruth would have to fly a total of 150 miles. That means that Chris gets it and wins the game. Slapped you down. Silly. Congratulations, Chris. You'll get that You Matter business card and have good fortune for the rest of Ooh. your life. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close ah. only counts in horseshoes. Damn. Grenades and closest to the pin. Yeah, the great James pin, Cromwell. Pin, yeah, pin. the second I said it, I was like, Dang oh, it. he's, he's a tall. tall. Guy. He's too tall. Too tall. Too tall. Damn it. How tall was he? Six seven. Six Ooh. seven. Too tall. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, bro. Yes, remember? Played the you know what in L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Russell Crowe's breakout yeah. film. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, with yeah. Kevin Spacey. And what's played, her name? Played the pig and Babe. No, no, that was a real pig. I never saw the movie. I don't yeah, know. I've never seen the movie either. What? what? When I was going through all this, I've never seen Babe. People love that movie. Yeah, that will do, pig. That will do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have known. The The voice of Babe was Christine Cavanaugh. You never, never saw, I mean, with, in the movie? how? I mean, it was a pig. He's standing next to a pig. Wait, the pig talks? Yeah, the pig. Well, yeah. it's more like a thought process oh. of the pig, and then the sheep say "ba ram you." It's a whole thing. <laughs> you should you should watch it. Mm. I think I'll, it was I'll up. Let... I think it was up for an Oscar or something. I'll add it what? to my list. Mm. I, yeah, I think it was actually. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Was it? Yeah, don't yell at me. Yeah. Was it? Was it? Yell at Chris Noonan, the director. Jesus, this lady. Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good old Jim Thorpe. Yeah, you know, the thing about Jim Thorpe, people have forgotten about Jim Thorpe. Yeah, probably right. 1953, gone too soon, I'd mm-hmm. say. How many gold medal how many medals did he win? No. Olympics medals. And then they stripped I mean, him of the medals. What? Wait, that's why? not nice. No, Jim, that's the story about Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe was considered one of the greatest American athletes uh-huh. ever. And they stripped him of his Olympic medals because the amateur professional thing, because I think he started playing baseball or football or something happened. And before he was, and you know, they, yeah, that was the great tragedy of Jim Thorpe. Mm-hmm. Played by Burt Lancaster. Two gold medals he won. Yeah. Oh, two, but the, he didn't get to keep them. No. Well. Yeah, did they make you turn them in? I think. I don't else. know what they, I don't know. I don't Bring them back, Jim. I don't want to. They're my medals. It's a sad story. Correct. Probably had something to do with being a Native American as well. They're always getting screwed. That's not nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of do. Yeah, 17th fastest half miler. Mm. Can't believe it. Oh, back to that. Nowadays, everyone wants to be a Native American. That's why everyone gets their DNA tested. (sighs) Oh, I'm like 8% Cherokee. Oh, oh, I got the box. I got got it. I ordered it on Amazon Prime Day. Mm -hmm. And it's the saliva collection kit. Yeah. yeah. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. Really? Send that off? Gee, what could go wrong with that? <laughs> you have to spit in something. <laughs> we got hey, Somebody has your DNA. I, I can't see anything going wrong with that. Oh, that's fine. 
Wouldn't you like to have a lot of little Moira's running around? I'm not giving up my privacy. I'm not giving up my DNA. And one, it it says, you know, Mm. how this might be a risk. Well, if uh, hackers ever gain access to the information and it's dispersed publicly, your conditions uh, determined by your DNA could be used Mm. against you as a pre-existing condition. Yeah, I think your health insurance (laughs) companies have any any interest in your DNA. Mm. (laughs) Oh, what? No, why would they? To so see if a pre-existing get, condition, yeah, yeah. so they can deny you insurance. Mm. Of course they do. Mm. I guess that's, that's true. That's who they sell it to. Mm. They say I, they don't sell it. Huh? Yeah, okay. So they say no, they lease it. Mm. <laughs> well. For a, 300 a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's not good, I guess. Low uh, payments. All right. Yeah. Better off selling your teeth to the aerosol spray, <laughs> spray paint uh, people. No. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they I pay know. good money. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound, the thrill of victory. I have a dream. And the agony of defeat. I got bronchitis. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Maybe you pay much attention to the music that they play in restaurants when you're dying out. Just uh, think about that for a bit. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio file. Okie dokie. Welcome, 420, everybody. <laughs> okay. It's, Smoke them if you got them. It's the audio file for this day of, what day is it? Mm. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Man, this week is flying by. Isn't it? It is. Well, Jim. Seems every week. Flies by. You know, no matter what day of the week, it seems like there is a baseball game on. And uh, interesting thing about this game, it doesn't involve the Yankees, and I'm paying attention to it. Um, it was between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds, where they had a no-hitter going. Not only boring a no-hitter, the pitcher, it was his first starting, first time starting a game. His wow. name is Austin Gomer. And he's from Winter Garden. No kidding. Here in Florida. Local boy makes good. Yeah, he's got a no-hitter going on Uh-oh. the mound. Something's going to happen. Yeah, something's going to happen. You talk about the worst time for this to happen. This is the fire alarm at Great American Ballpark. Of course, if I'm a cynical Cardinals fan, you know what I'm thinking. These Reds will do anything to break up a no-hitter. Yeah, they Why they not? pulled the alarm. A fire Red alarm. bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just wrong. If somebody doing, really Mo? did that to what? Yeah, what are you doing, Mo? What, you, what am I doing? What are you doing, doing on your tablet? You Nothing. What are you doing? doing? I'm going yeah, through right, my email. I know. Right, you're something. typing out there something. Not typing, Ooh. but you're... Mm-hmm. Haikus. No. Mm-hmm. What are you doing it's now? 575, mm-hmm. remember. What are you wearing? Is the painter gone? Mm-mm. So oh. anyway, <laughs> Austin Zachary Gomer from Winter Garden, Florida, yeah. had his no-hitter broken. Shortly after that, when they returned to play, uh, you know, everything is okay. He didn't get the no-hitter, but... Not a bad debut for your uh, first start in the bigs. So congratulations to him. Good job there, son. Hopefully he has a a nice long career. Uh, Let's move on, shall we? Uh, A lot about Trump. Let's see. Can we skip it? Can we skip it? What do you have? Everything's about Trump. Uh, Here we go. It's Michael Cohen, Jim. Why do you say it like Michael Cohen? Michael Cohen. The whole story. The whole Trump. Every, it's every day it's a right? new it's story. Exhausting. He's got the the uh, now he's got audio of a conversation with him 
and Donald Trump when he was just a candidate in 2016. Wasn't cash. <laughs> it wasn't cash. I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding our friend David, you know, so that I'm going to do that right away. I've actually come up and Give spoken to me. Give it to me. So here's the deal. The conversation between Donald Trump and former attorney Michael Cohen. Uh, um, it's about he's talking about David and David is David Pecker, the head of the National Enquirer. And they're looking to buy the story or pay for the story on McDougal, the playmate. And you talked about it. What do they call that, Jim? Catch and kill. Catch and kill the story. They paid for the story. They didn't publish yeah, it. Yeah, we own the story now. Now we can do anything we want with it. So we'll we'll peg it. We'll kill it. Or uh, sell it back to Trump yeah, via whatever. Cohen. But they ha- kill it. they're talking about, you know, creating a company for it. And the, and the president at the time, the candidate, is heard saying uh, payment. I've spoken to Alan Weisselberg about how to set the whole thing up uh, with so what are we funding. That, uh, yes. Um, and it's all the yeah, stuff, all the stuff, because, you know, you never know where that company, you never know where he's going to be. Correct. So I'm, I'm all over that. And I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing, which will be... Listen, what financing? We'll have to pay you. So no, 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 no. I got... Yeah, pay cash. It doesn't matter. You know, everybody says, well, is it cash? Give me cash. It is... It does, it's a payoff, mm-hmm. is what it is. Well, no ca- matter whether it's cash, cash is traceable. I think check, they were going for that. Whatever, it's still a payoff. That's what exactly they're, they're killing this story. You just what? Just a short time before the uh, before the election, or before the con- whatever it was, mm-hmm. the convention. I think the election. Come on. Well, there's uh, and what we've learned people. from this, or at least what I learned from this, there's extra scrutiny given to uh, and any payments of this nature. Well. Uh, any payments in general, when it leads up to election, the closer you get to an election, uh, the the higher they're scrutinized by, especially that it involves a candidate, if it could affect the election or the public. So you break a campaign finance law, you get fined. The question is whether you broke, uh, whether you engaged in criminal activity, whether you conspired to break the law. I think that's a criminal violation. Now, I only did one semester in law school, but Jesus. <laughs> Come on, now, even folks. you knew that. Yeah, let's go to another liberal. This one on CNN. What? Listen to the tape. It doesn't say what you just heard. It says cash, and it's Mr. Cohn who says no, 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 no. Now, don't believe me. I'm a Democrat. I'm a lawyer representing a client. Believe your own ears. So, I don't Lanny. Know. I that don't was know uh, Michael Cohen's lawyer, Lanny Davis. Yeah, Lanny. Uh, so it was Bill Clinton's mouthpiece. Oh, years ago, that's true. I know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I said it. The only, the nice only thing more confusing than what uh, that attorney said is uh, something uh, that anything Rudy Giuliani would say. Yes. Yeah, and saying there's no indication of any crime being committed on this tape. But uh, Rudy, I don't know um, your credibility is My right where it once was. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Also in the news, as far as politics go, the uh, the fight to get Justice Kavanaugh or Kavanaugh to become a, a justice of the Supreme Court. Uh-huh. Uh, Chuck Schumer is saying, "Hey, show us show us your papers." If Judge Kavanaugh is the right man for the bench that the Republicans say he is. If he's a fair-minded jurist that they claim he is, why are Republicans hiding his full record from the Senate and from the American people? There. Chuck wants to know what have you got to hide. 
Let's chuck Schumer just for you, Jim. Yeah, there's a paper Our trail. goal is sunlight, Oops. not yeah. the darkening clouds of what they are really doing is obstruction, not what we are doing. They could come to an agreement right now and the process would move along. Why aren't they? It's all political theater. Mm-hmm. You can, you can c- come to determination the way this guy thinks as a judge based on his paper trail. But when he goes before the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, it's like, oh, I can't answer the question about whether I, you know, my personal uh, reflections on Roe v. Wade. Well, certainly, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Kavanaugh, you have a, 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 a feeling one way or the other. Everybody does. What's your personal feeling? Well, I can't answer that. I'm a ju- well, you got a paper trail of all these. Uh, of all these re- it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of garbage is what it is. All of they them are press him, press him, press him, press him, press him. That's the look. He's going to be. He's going to be confirmed. Yeah, he's going to be confirmed. Well, if you're a Democrat, at least do your job and press this guy, and uh, and see what you can come up with. Oh, you don't have an opinion on Roe v. Wade? Are you the only person in the United States of America who doesn't have an opinion? Well, I can't answer that. You know, I'm a judge. I didn't ask you as far as a judge. I'm asking you as a human being what your feeling is. I keep my personal opinions to myself. Well, you can keep them to yourself, but we're the Senate Judiciary Committee. We're asking, so you you refuse to answer the question. Good. Good for you. Show them for what he is. It's a dog and pony show, these hearings. Jim, White House is announcing that President Trump would like to delay his next summit, his second summit with Vladimir Putin, until after the Russia witch hunt is over. Ah. He wants to delay it until 2019 when things settle down just a bit. And that's good because the Republicans on the Hill, they weren't having any of this because we go to uh, uh, GOP tough guy Mitch McConnell. Oh, he's and, a tough guy. And you know he's serious because I believe he's he's tapping the podium when, when he, he puts down this uh, statement. The Russians better quit messing around in our elections. They did it the last time. They better not do it again. Well, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Just tell me what you're going to yeah. do. He's a tough guy. Back the in your shell? What, are you going to send your wife out to protect yourself this time All right, again? listen. Red Dawn, bro. <laughs> Go out there and talk to those protesters, honey. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm becoming a reducitarian. Ooh, what's oh, what's that? Oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. Reduce the Oh. Tell it's me a new later. thing. It's a giveaway stuff? Mm-mm. No, I think it involves water beds. <laughs> oh, Is someone it supposed texted... to be thin? Is it a diet thing? Reduce What, what else we... you got, Jack? Uh, uh, Texter says that you're right, Jim. Water beds are coming back. They work at a water bed store. Mm. Well, of course <laughs> they do. <laughs> Finally, after 30 years. I it's, good for you. it's good for your back. Is it? Because I gave up mine because uh, oh I had God. back problems. Oh, it's killing me. I mean, I only gave up mine about 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I had it since high school. Well, I've had a waterbed straight through. Some I've had, the waterbed, yeah, the I've wa- had different waterbeds, but from the mid-80s through about 15 years ago, waterbed, baby. Classic example of American industry not moving ahead with the times. They mm. wouldn't change the design of the frames. And people's like, you know, That's ugly. you know, people finally said, hey, I'm giving up the macrame uh, plan hanger, you mm-hmm. know, with the big wooden beads. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they got rid of that and went to wrought iron. And the waterbed people, they never changed. They probably had consultants that, guys, 
you got to come up with different frames, move with the times, otherwise you're going to be out of business. And they were absolutely correct. It wasn't the mattress, it was the frame. Jim, some people just want to cash in. Damn it. They uh, they see cash an opportunity in. and they're like, ooh, I can get paid here. Uh-huh. Uh, such is the case with Samantha. Samantha is the half-sister of Meghan Markle. Uh, remember oh. with the uh, yeah the princess oh, or duchess or whatever up. name yeah. uh, of Sussex. I, I don't know she mm-hmm. has a, a legit title. I yeah. apologize. Uh-huh. I don't know, uh, but she uh, encouraged the dad. The half sister encouraged the dad to do some stuff, and then you know things got weird when he was selling pictures to the uh, the press, and then he uninvited himself to the wedding. However, the sister is still out doing interviews, still getting paid, and doesn't apologize for it. Here uh. she is. The half sister to Duchess Megan, it's Samantha. The media creates a perception, and certainly within our family, either party can believe what's going on. Um, Megan may perhaps believe rumors and stories that she's heard, and similarly, my father, I think, has also. So um, it's, I believe, created a rift that is unnecessary. And, and I hope that they can come to terms on their own and that she'll reach out to him. Aww. It only seems the right thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she kind of caused all of this. <laughs> she instigated she, all of she this was for a her own personal gain, yeah. you know, encouraged the dad to behave in a mm-hmm. way put that, food on the that created this. And yeah, but uh, she's unapologetic for her behavior. And she's really laying it at the doorstep of Meghan Markle to make things right. With her dad after, I don't pick on the Duchess now. Mm. No, I'm. A, that's no, who you're going to the Samantha. Yeah, going to the being going to the wrong territory. She's a pretty I, I, one. I believe this Samantha character, her half sister. I think she lives around here. What? I think she does. Really? Yeah. Like here, what do you here? mean around here? Central Florida, well, Orlando, like the five county area. Yes. Or you're talking Orlando. I'll narrow proper. it down to the three county area. Oh, oh man, take that. That's bold. Stop, five county. <laughs> I don't want to give up her Well, it's a lot about her, depending where she lives. Pinkman? Yeah, she's up in Yalaha. I mean, it's like... Oh, who goes up there? Exactly. (laughs) Is that where they have that bakery? Yalaha? Yeah, but I think they have branch. Several of of them. Yeah, I think there's one down on... Is there one down on Lake Ivanhoe? A Yalaha bakery? I think so. Oh. Or are you thinking Valhalla bakery? Oh, Valhalla, Jim. Is it Yalaha or Valhalla? Valhalla. I'm talking about that little Florida town that there's nothing there. The reason people go to Yalaha. I don't think it's Valha- Valhalla no, it's or Valhalla. That was weird near White Plains. But I'm going off in weird directions. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-mm. See you Thank later. You. Okay, Been bye. a great show. Uh, there All is right, a bakery in Yalaha. Yeah. Yeah, bakery in I don't think there's one down on Lake uh, Ivanhoe. But you're saying it's Valhalla. There is a second one uh, called there... Valhalla. Well, that's a different place. <laughs> Correct. There is a German bakery on Lake Ivanhoe. I don't think it's Yalaha. Yeah, it's across from the River Sticks. Yes, <laughs> points. Jim, maybe we uh, could get Daryl Payne's... Pretty good job, Jim. Nice. Daryl Payne's uh, uh, thoughts on uh, this situation yeah. that <laughs> happened across the pond. Uh, a couple of first responders, British first responders, kind of turning on each other. What? Yeah, it was an ambulance uh, driver in a long shift... Pulled over. They ran into, uh, they're on call, right? So they have to be ready to go in a mm. hurry. Went in to, uh, to grab some food and some water. But they it's 
the double yellow lines that we have that say uh, like a no passing. Yeah. When they have them against a curb, it's no parking, and they they parked the ambulance there, and a police officer came over and wrote them a ticket. In the bay. Get your screen over it the edge won't the go in the bay. I Sorry? can't fit it. You'll do it if you're going over the edge of the bay. Yeah. Not, not over it. Yeah. As long as she's in the bay, she's fine. Not being funny. I'm not going to use the same bus bay. Yeah, you're colleagues, though. No, well, I didn't. I'm going to have me. Not my colleagues. So, yeah, they, really? she did. They did not park in the handicap. The only spots open were the handicap spots. They did not park there. They pulled up next to the building, but oh, love. he was he was not cutting <laughs> them slack. And she's like, you know, I've been in this box all day, Come on. just trying to grab some food and water and be on my way. But uh, he wasn't having it, Mm-mm. and it was a shocker to me because Jim. It wasn't until the movie Cannonball Run when I learned that ambulances could not just drive around and do whatever they wanted. What? Because it was Burt Reynolds driving the ambulance, <laughs> and they got pulled over by a cop. See, Good to point. me, I, I thought an ambulance with lights on, it's like... They, they have could, free reign, right? Exactly. I thought so, too. Yeah, cops don't pull them over. It depends no. what kind of ambulance it is. Right. Well, what do you mean? Pr- an ambulance well, is an ambulance. A, no, as a kid, not. I didn't One is well, run by, uh, right. like, oh, a, a rescue, one, uh, yeah. you know, uh, like the fire department. The other is a private... You know, they're transporting patients. Well, you don't you don't get the same. Yeah, as a courtesy. kid, I didn't know I didn't know there was any difference as a kid. So I always thought, you know, police and the the EMTs and ambulance drivers they they're all on the same team. They wouldn't be hassling each other like that. But from Cannibal Run, uh, I learned a that, order. that there is a thing, and it just uh, it, and now it's blown up into a war over in England between one police officer and one ambulance driver see they're getting all fatuts there too they got that brexit thing going it's yeah. like trump here they got brexit over there a lot People of anger just, yeah, they're just divide fighting with one another yeah. all the damn time it's just wrong mm-hmm. absolutely jim feel good video that video by the way of the ambulance and that interaction posted on our website realradio.fn you click on shows you click on the phillips file boom oh she got some chips got some uh i think she was she wanted some water too uh, Jim, I also have video of this. It's your feel-good moment of the day. Yeah. It's a stepmom and her stepdaughter, and the stepmom gets down on a knee. You have been like a daughter to me from the day that I met you. And I want you to be not like a daughter anymore. Mm. Now, will you be my real daughter? <laughs> mm. Okay. Jim, if you want to see daughter. a little video that... <laughs> That gets you in the feels. It's all on our website. Go share it if you like. Realradio.fm. Click on the Phillips file. Oh, I'll tell you after we come back why I'm becoming a reducitarian. It's the Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Texas waiter claimed that a customer refused to tip him because of his Arabic first name and called him a terrorist. The lie detector has determined that was a lie. If you or a friend has lied about being called a terrorist, call 1-800-MORTY. Next, a Belgian nude beach has been closed because environmentalists say the nude beachgoers are scaring away rare birds. How are these Belgians supposed to get their waffle bronze if they can't go to the beach? Finally, a study has found that humans are racist toward robots. At last this problem is being brought to light. We just need Martin Luther King Bot 3000 to lead us in our effort to be seen as equals. Headlines were brought to you by Filutowski Eye Institute.
Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Get the outside validation you require. Toll free 888-978-1041. Real Radio 104.1. Wait, I mean, you look, you look, you know, kind of ripped. I don't like this song. Thank well, you. You'll Just never get rid of it. Ever hear it again. Thank you. Yeah, so a reducitarian, I know people have been just mm. clamoring to know what that is. Yeah. A reducitarian, this is a new term, of course. Everybody's got, they got to make up a word. So a reducitarian, from what I gather, someone who uh, I was reading the story in the business section of the New York Times this past weekend, and, and, and this guy who owns an internet company. And uh, he said, we will no longer pay for, uh, if we're having a lunch, a business meeting or whatever, we're not paying for uh, for any meat products. Well, and, really? Yeah, says my company, and I've decided that, uh, you know, if you, want a, if you want a cheeseburger or whatever, you can pay for it on your own. I'm, we're not paying for it. And uh, so, and they said, well, you know what? And he says, he referred to himself as a reducitarian. And a reducitarian, I guess, is someone who's trying to reduce their consumption of uh, animal products, mainly meat products, mm-hmm. mammal, and, uh, and I guess fowl as well. So that's a, uh, that's a reducitarian. Now on my way home last night, flipping back, I was listening to Tom oh. and Dan. Uh, you know, from uh, Mexico, and then I was going back and forth, and I heard an interview with somebody who was, I just heard a little bit, because uh, oh, it was about it. Uh, becoming a butcher. And <clears throat> I have no desire. And I said, you know, I gave up a mammal for a while, and then kind of eased back into it. And after hearing just a couple of seconds, of that, I said, I think, you know, maybe maybe I'll go the reducitarian route. Mm. You know, I, I didn't like well, the I- idea. What, what so reducitarian? Not is some, a vegetarian, but someone who's trying to get trying, there. lower trying their way. Better for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no question That's about right. that. That's the science proved that it's better for you to reduce your intake of uh, animal products, namely uh, meat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's sure is tasty, but at the same time, all right. Yeah. No, can you do it? I did it for I did it for a while. Did it for maybe six to eight months. Mm-hmm. Didn't need any uh, mammal. What changes did you see in yourself? None. And were you really jonesing for something sometime? No, not really. No. Mm. No, it was that, God, I'd love to have a steak. No. no. But, you know, it's hard work. To be a vegetarian? Well, or- it's hard work to cut back on, on products like that. I mean, you can go to the store, whether you buy it packaged or uh, or whether you go to the deli counter. Yeah, I'll take a half a pound of that uh, boar's head, uh, you know, smoked mm-hmm. uh, turkey, and you know that's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a roast beef. You make a nice roast beef sandwich. A little spicy mustard on there. A little mm-hmm. German spicy oh, mustard. Yeah, bro. That's a, I mean, you know, on rye or pumpernickel or something. Right. I mean, you're good time right you're there. You're talking a good sandwich, but at the same time, you know, I wouldn't kill anything to eat it. Mm-hmm. Shoot it or yeah, leave no. that up to somebody else, and then I then I don't have to think about it. So anyhow, that's a reducitarian. There's another fascinating article in today's uh, food section of the Times about music in restaurants. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think about it. The only time I think about music in restaurants, I'm not thinking about the playlist. What the hell are they playing this for? I'm just not there. I'm sure other people are. 
I think about it when, it's too, when I think it's too loud. Mm-hmm. When the music's playing so loud that I can't hear the conversation of right. the people I'm dining with. Now, a lot of that is hearing loss because I'm in the business. And plus, I'm getting to that age where, you know, it's probably bell, bell tone time. Mm. But at the same time, so now they have consultants for restaurants who pick the music. They say it's as important as the food and the service. No. Yes. That's crazy talk. Why? Well, obviously the music consultant doesn't think it's crazy talk. They contend talk, that but... the music is the first and strongest sensory indicator of what re- of what a restaurant is about. So when you walk into Italian places and they're playing Oh Sola Mio or something, in other words, that's what's going to bring people back is the music selection? <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh I think that unless you're going to blast it so people are very conscious of the music, I don't think people are going, if they want to hear music, they're going to a club or they're listening to iHeart, the app on their phone. They're not listening. They're not going to a restaurant. If the the food isn't good and the service is PU, the music is not going to bring people back. I'm sorry. I I find that. But it can make you not want to come back. It can make you not go back, but it's certainly not going to have me go to a place where the food was mediocre and the service was stinko. Uh, Because the music was a toe tapper? He's just saying as your first entrance. No, he's not saying that. He's just What he's saying in this particular article is that's the first sensory experience that you have once you walk in the door. Right. So it has some kind of an effect on your mood. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's too light. If I walk into a restaurant and the music's blaring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct. They refer to it as, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, BGM. Uh, in the restaurant industry, that's the uh, that's uh, that's what they mean. If the music is too loud, it's BGM. And uh, but they say for a sensory experience, and I guess there have been some studies that suggest you know if you can get them in the door and you can get them in a particular mood, they might be more apt to have a more pleasant dining experience. Mm-hmm. Of course, if the service is is it's crappy, or if the food is crappy, of course right, you're not right, going right, to right, You're not going to have a good experience, yes. and no matter what music you I, play, I hear nothing's you. well. You know the the, 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 music the was food was tough. awful, and right. the service was terrible. But God, I really enjoyed the music. But well, you're not going to go back there. Mm-mm. You're not going to go back there. Mm-mm. But uh, it might it might help if the music is selected in a certain way. Do you ha- to have a more pleasant experience if the food is fair to good and the service service fair to good? If it sets the mood when you walk in and you feel like it's either... I think that's what they're aiming for. Yeah. Instead of driving people away, you walk in, jeez, man, it's too loud. Or what they, I think there might be something like, what are they playing? Why are they playing this? Mm-hmm. Maybe subconsciously that happens. Anyway, it's just it's another consultants in the uh, food the, industry. The death of you know the audio experience when you go in a restaurant... Um, I'm not crazy about music playing at a restaurant. I often ter- can't hear it. Honest. My husband, my children, they all say, Ma, did you hear that? No, I don't hear it. You know, so I am either listening to it or it's there's so much clinking and clanking of dishes and silverware that I can't hear it. I don't ever tune into the music. I, yeah. I hear the other stuff. Well, you would if they were playing brown sugar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's like they're all saying, restaurants should never play brown sugar. I'm not sure why that is. I know is. you dance so good. Really? Huh? By huh? the Rolling Stones? Yeah. Because it's annoying in a restaurant for one reason or another. Hmm. What are you doing? I'm just, t- you know, it's not me, Mo. I'm just telling you what I'm reading about. <laughs> I, I don't know who wrote this, but I think that they're. Well, why don't you it. read it? You might have they're a better understanding. All right, hand it over. No, I used to, it's mine. Get I your used own to uh, make mixtapes for the restaurant I worked at. Oh, really? I called it Steakhouse Jams. 
Here's part of a playlist. <laughs> See if you recognize any of these songs. All right, I'm ready to listen to this. Uh, See if we have these. Let's go from, well, All there's right. 52 songs. Mm-hmm. I have no, uh, this is uh, Gavin Breyer's, my first homage. You have any idea what that is? Nope. I have no idea. Let me move down to 43, um, Cluster and Eno, The Shade. I don't know if it's a song or the group. <laughs> See, well, how about uh, yeah, let me move down to the top 10 here all right so Ahmad Jamal uh, is a jazz pianist uh, it's called love music ah yeah it's uh Sounds nice. he's been around for a while okay David Shire nope ever oh. heard of David Shire who hasn't he doesn't know him we're gonna find some of these songs if we can all, all right. right we'll set our music to it mm-hmm. that's David Shire write this down pinky look it up David Sh- how do you spell okay. Shire S H I R E, oh. Gray Smith's theme. Gray Smith's theme. Now let's move on down to Colin or Colin Stetson and Sarah Newfeld. The song, And Still They Move. Here we go again. Number six, coming in at number six in your restaurant hit list. Mm-hmm. Yo, who laughed? That's big. I did. Johan Johansson. Oh, stop it. Johan Johansson. Johansson, got the it. The song is called. The flat. Moving on to number five on our yeah. countdown, Bing and Ruth with T W T G A. Oh wait, here we go. Moving this down says... to number four. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this is fine dining. We're not talking about some joint. We're talking about fine dining. This is the New York Times food section. Moving down to number four, we have uh-huh. Chichai Hatakayama with Late Drizzle. Oh, not Late Drizzle. Mm -hmm. Moving to number three on our hit list, our restaurant hit list Uh is Vladimir Kozma and Promenade Sentimentale. Oh, my God. Number two, are you having a good dining experience? So far, it's fantastic. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for stopping by. Everything to your satisfaction? Mm, Thank you very much. We appreciate your business. Coming in at number two. It's uh, Goldmund, that's G-O-L-D-M-U-N-D, with the song, I don't know, T-H-R-E-N-O-D-Y. Threnati? Threnati. Threnati, I guess. Coming in number one for your great restaurant dining experience. We're going to find these tracks and play them. Which one are we playing now? This is David Shire with Gray Smith's theme. It's not too oh, bad. I found 10, it. 10.30 at night, nice restaurant, you know? Yeah, if you are just trying to cover the dishes clanging in the back and you don't want to, you know, have music <clears throat> Yeah, we like. don't have clanging dishes in our restaurant. Thank you. Oh, boy. Uh, coming in at number one, number I love one this song. song. Every time I'm dining out, I'm, sometimes, Hoping, I, sometimes yeah. I, I ask for it. Mm-hmm. When I see the maitre d', I said, do you have uh, the Sleeping Beauty? Mm-hmm. Uh, the group, and it's called Prairie Home Suite Part 2. Oh, not, not part, part 2. one. Okay. I really like Part 2. Part 2, it's your favorite. Thank you. Uh-huh. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Whoever it is, 134 in the middle lane, 54. You, you f***ing. Whoa. Real Radio 104.1. Fine. I love this music when they play at the restaurant. <laughs> It's a toe tapper. Yeah, that music is pure crap. Talk about uh, reducitarians and uh, waterbeds and music at uh, restaurants. It's all about uh, human motivation. I mean, you want to go into a restaurant, you want the best uh, who's cooking your food. You want the best people, uh, you know, serving your uh, food. You want the best people taking care of you. And you want probably somewhere along the the, the line... 
uh, the best music to fit the mood of the restaurant. Especially fine dining. Yeah. You I know what suppose. this music says? I'm not getting any chicken wings here. I'm falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Excuse oh. me. I'm going to be at the salad bar. Oh, salad bar. Are you going to Wendy's with fancy music? Yeah. You're going to a restaurant and see a salad bar, I turn on my heel. I don't care what kind of music they're playing. One triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. If I want a salad, I want a salad. You can bring it to me. That's why I'm paying good money. By the way, this is. The Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, That's depends the on the oh. restaurant. With Prairie Home Yeah, I don't want to hear two. this at a Wings place either. But I don't want to hear brown sugar if I'm playing, uh, you know, paying uh, good money for uh, for an entree. Oh. I think that was on Steakhouse Jams. With a Z. <laughs> anyway, there's an article in the uh, New York Times today, the food section, about how now they're uh, they're hiring consultants for restaurants to put together playlists. I thought we just put the Muzak channel on. It's that's like part of the problem. 70s hits. Oh, that's yeah. part of the problem. Because the restaurants, they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. And they just, oh, I got this streaming service. I got this music, music service. And they just plug it in. And say, like, oh, I got music playing. And uh, subconsciously, it, it might work on, on customers or clients. So say, well, you know, what, what the hell is this all about? One of the biggest complaints, of course, is the music's too loud. A lot of people I know now say, and I don't know if it's the nature of being older or what, but everything, you know, I think the death of this and the, the volume has everything to do with this open kitchen concept. This is now the thing. You know, even in mid-grade. I cut that music. The, the middle. The <laughs> fly. We're not di- it's not 1030 at night in a fine dining oh, establishment. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. Too, huh? no, fine I got dining. An appetite. I'm not talking about Just fine dining. Just not at 506. I don't eat dinner at 506 either. Oh, early oh, bird. You could, you could go early bird. I don't want early bird. You could go early bird. <laughs> Why would I? I don't know. So I don't want to hang around with people like me. Oh, uh, <laughs> you could it, between the casual dining place and the fine dining place. There was a trend for many years, maybe 10 years, where every restaurant wanted you to see the guys in the back with open concept kitchen. And you could see the chefs back there and the pots hanging and them yelling back. You know, back, you know California Grill at Disney was one of the first oh. to do that. It increased the volume in the restaurant probably tenfold because of all the ruckus back there. And I think that contributed to then them having to turn the music up. There's all the clinking, clanking in the back and now out and people. Talk. Yeah, probably yeah. sensory overload in some some respects. Yeah. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. hit them with the clinking, the clanking, the music and the this and the that. It's too much. Yeah. And then there's one place that, you know, I they have that a, may pi- be coming to an a piano player. It's like, oh, my God, enough. Oof. Stop with the noise, right, Grandma. Enough I'm, with trying to set a nice ambiance for your diners. It's not ambiance. It's just noise. It's noise. I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's a nice ambiance. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's just noise. Thank well, you. Take your hat off. Neither of you are invited to my Waffle House party. <laughs> oh, now waffles sound like a good time. I was thinking about that the other day, waffles. Yeah. In Atlanta yeah. this past weekend, every place we went had chicken and waffles. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's another thing. That's being overdone as well. It's like It's like chicken wings. No. Yeah, there used to be one place in town you get chicken wings, Buffalo and they're great, wings. great right. chicken wings. Yeah, and they they were was, oh, my God. It's a, it's a line out the door, so we got to do the same thing. And all of a sudden, they, you know, and then they, they make short, you know, shortcuts and this and that. And you go, whatever happened to that place that great chicken wings? It happens with barbecue. It happens with everything. Yep. It seems. Where's it going? Chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay.
I grew up ch- eating chicken and waffles. You did? No, I didn't know anything oh. about chicken and waffles until about three years ago. <laughs> well, why ago. did you say that then? Well, because everybody oh. wants you to, you know, oh, yeah, chicken and waffles. No, it's soul chicken, food. It was like that yeah. old, uh, you know, uh, spiritual song that we used to sing at Passover. <laughs> so I let my people go. Yeah. That is, that's ours, you know. Exactly. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, they they, they well, sang that at Passover table forever. That's I right. that was mm-hmm. Charlton Heston's. No. Oh. Let my people go. Yeah. Anyway, I'm telling you. That's a great Passover song. It's it just, is. You know. The Israelites had to get out of there. You I know. know what the song is about. But it's, well, it's, 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 it's a, <laughs> as they term it, Negro spiritual. Oh, Negro spiritual. Well, the Jews then have co-opted it because we've been singing that singing for a very that? long time. Hebrew yeah, was the last spiritual. time you sang that? Passover. When was it? April? I don't know. You sang that at the sure, Passover we table? Always, yeah, actually, I was in Hawaii and I made everybody sing it there, too. And then they turned to one another and said, what the No, hell? everybody knows it. If you don't sing it, there are some songs at Passover. If you don't sing it, you feel left out, like, disappointed. Aloha, How long has that bro, song like been around? The Hokey Pokey. The song has been, <laughs> yeah, has, been around a very long How long, long has Passover been around? Well, I don't know, 5,000. How long has Passover been around? I don't know. What year is it? 5,700 right, and some, some. I'll cut you a break. It's 5,000 years. All right, all right? fine. Let's yeah. say 5,000 years. How long has that song been around? You co-opted it. 100? You co-opted the song. Well, as long as I've been around, it's been around. The black so just man to... gets no respect. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's that this song you was written. Song. It was you... written about the Exodus story. I know which what is it's the written pe- about. I know what it's about. But it's, it was sung by 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 black by slaves. slaves. Let my people and go. And co-opted the damn thing. No, I don't believe that's right. Hello. Not that I'm intentionally going against you. Of Mo, course not, yes. But it, the internet here says <laughs> yes. that Go Down Moses yeah, that's us. is, quote, yeah. an American Negro spiritual, mm-hmm. as Jim said earlier. I see. Thank a you. written win. Oh, yeah. Ooh, well, now we're getting real into it. <laughs> 5,000 uh, years ago? 1872, it 1872. says. 1872. Okay. Probably part of a minstrel show. Oh, it's no. It's the Phillips Thank File you. on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody. We're all going to get late. It's a game where you just <laughs> have to be Close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. That's some background music. Time for the regular <laughs> end of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Howard with Javier. Is that his name? As the yes. backup. Howard. As I head to the soundproof booth, what is the prize? Oh, buddy. Win it before you can buy it. A pair of tickets to see the Doobie Brothers at the <gasps> Dr. Phillips Center what? on October 19th. Tickets go on sale this Friday at drphillipscenter.org. Don't ask Jim. I think he's already going with Larry. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Is he? I don't think I so. I don't know. Who okay, knows? let's see how that works out. In the meantime, we'll get Howard on board. Hello, Howard. Ready to play? I am. Great prize up for grabs in the category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's called Yo Holmes. Facts and figures related to the Great Lakes. Oh, Holmes. Holmes. I know what that means. Did I it? did not. Pikmin had to tell me. Oh, come on. I never I never knew that. That's the new the, the, the trick. The mnemonic. Yeah, the That's right, to remember it all. 
Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, that's what Holmes represents. But uh, Howard, are you ready to yeah. go? Okay. I am. Okay, we're going to reset the clock for you, my friend, and begin in three, two, one. In terms of surface area, where does Lake Huron rank among the five Great Lakes? Number four. Ontario is second in the mnemonic. Toronto is the capital of Ontario province. What is the population of Toronto? 32,000. Chicago sits in the banks of Lake Michigan, but what is ESPN's preseason ranking for the Michigan Wolverines? 41. The Battle of Lake Erie was a turning point in American history. In what year did it take place? 1865. The legend lives on of the big lake they call Gitchagunny. That's Lake Superior, heralded in Gordon Lightfoot's The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I could go on for 6 minutes and 32 seconds, but when was the record released? Oh, 1949? Time. Okay, let's All put right. you on hold. Up until that last one, I thought he was doing really well. Bam, yeah. bam, oh. bam, bam, bam. Here we go. Okay, record Howard's time. Great song. Uh-huh. Very, very long. Please do not request it on Sundays anymore, anybody. Thank Actually, you. we know it's six minutes and 32 seconds long. Right. I was always shocked to learn that a ship could go down in a lake like Oh, I did, yes. I didn't realize it you was believe that? that big. Hello, Jim. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Category for you, Jim. Hello. Yo, Holmes. Cowboy. Yo, Holmes. Yeah. From Brad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Holmes. Got it? Mm-hmm. What is it again? Yo, Holmes. I have no idea what you mean. Uh, that's okay. Facts and figures related to the Great Lakes. Okay. Got it? Sure. Okay. Ready to begin? Sure. Going to reset the clock for you. Begin in three, two, and one. In terms of surface area, where does Lake Huron rank among the five Great Lakes? Three. Ontario is second in the mnemonic. Toronto is the capital of Ontario province. What is the population of Toronto? Nice city, 500,000. Chicago sits on the banks of Lake Michigan. Mm. But what is ESPN's preseason ranking for the Michigan Wolverines? Five. The Battle of Lake Erie was a turning point in American history. In what year did it take place? 1778. The legend lives on the big lake called Gitchigunny. That's Lake Superior, heralded in Gordon Lightfoot's The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Mm, What? You're asking the year? How long it is? I could go on for six minutes and 32 seconds, but when was the record released? 1974. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he tried to trick you. Dang, son. I didn't try and trick him. He cut in early. I stopped mm. when he started speaking. Then he's asking questions. And then he followed and, up with yeah. questions like ah. it was an interview. I think there's a stomach virus in this station. Yeah. More on that later. Oh, no. Anyway, uh, this is, yeah, like, get your gummy. Itchy goomy? Itchy goomy. Itchy goomy. Did you make that up? No. Is that a real thing? It's in the song. It's in the song. Oh, I can't listen to You that never song. heard the song? No, I've you heard You've never it's... heard the song. I tune out. You've never I... seen Babe, Six... and you never heard the song. <laughs> Six minutes and 32 seconds is too oh, long. Yeah. Never oh, it's watched. a great tale. Oh, yeah. Oh, Itchy yeah. goomy. Edmund Fitzgerald. That's the one. Gitchy gummy. Goon no, Gitchy Goomy. 
Get, get your, your goonies. Yeah, go get your goonies here. Uh, <laughs> get your goonies never say die. This is playing at a restaurant. I'm turning on my heel. Golly. <laughs> I don't care what kind of food they're raving about. And a salad. I'm out of there. Oh, stop. Hi, Todd Harris. Uh, Jim, yo, Holmes is the name of the category. Uh, Holmes, because it's, uh, you know, that's the, the mnemonic for all the five, uh, five? Great yeah. lakes. Five lakes. Yes. Gotcha. So, Jim, where does Lake Huron rank among the five Great Lakes if you're dealing with surface area? Okay. Yeah. And Howard, Howard said, said fourth. And Jim? Third. Second behind uh, Superior. So, Jim gets a point. Now, Ontario is one of the lakes. However, this question is about Toronto and the population. Howard said? 32,000. And Jim? 500,000. Toronto. 2.7 million people. Holy wow. Toledo. Okay, so with you guys. That's a lot. Two nothing. Jim leads. Now, Lake Michigan. Yeah. What about that's, it? that's where you find Chicago. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? Right on the... Other great towns. Right on yeah, the yeah, brink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, on yeah, the yeah, edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but ESPN has a preseason ranking for the football teams, and where do they rank the Go Michigan Blue. Wolverines? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Wolverines. Yeah, yeah I always yeah. get them mixed up with the Spartans. Howard said that's Michigan State. That's different. Howard said 41st. 41. Ooh. Outside the top 25, he ranked them 41. Jim said 5th. 11. Jim is closer. Jim gets a point. It's 3 nothing. <laughs> the Battle of Lake Erie. Turning point in American history. Uh, take that. Was it? What Yaka year did Tony. it take place? Oh. I'm sure said. I know there was a Battle of Lake Erie. Yeah. Sure, of course. Uh, very sure. Yeah, battle. Master Commandant Oliver Hazard Perry wrote, mm-hmm. we have met the enemy, and they, they are, are ours. Us. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are okay. ours. Uh, so, Howard ha- said? Howie said 1865. And Jim? 1778. 1813, you do the math. Oh, boy. That's 12 and 13 is 25, and yeah. it's what now? 18 what? 1813 is the answer. It's um, 35 off, It's right? Jim. Jim is closer? I believe so. It's like 4 nothing, then, right? You're finished. Say uncle. All right. And this Fitzgerald song, what year did it come out? And Howard said. He was confused. He said 1949. Oh, yeah, boy. I Jim, got it. 74. 1976. Jim gets it. Five zip. Oh, oh boy. I'm sour. Uh, sour. I'm sorry, no, Howard. You're not. No, you're really not. What? Yes, you're not sorry. I feel kind of bad for him. I, you know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no Doobie Brothers for you. Oh, I'm sorry, champion. Howard. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes. Yeah, those are Doobie grenades. Brothers, yeah. Ooh, that's a nice part. And I know. Close so you to are. the pin. Mm-hmm. Pin, pin. Michael McDonald won't even be there. Yeah. Well, no. Makes it even better. Oh, yeah. Taking it to the streets. <laughs> I get it. Trying oh. to grow. I'm sure <laughs> that's why Larry's going. Get you goonies. Goomy. Get you goomy. You never heard that song? I don't know. I tune it out. Goomy. I hate it. Listen, I don't pay How attention to the lyrics. How old were you in 1970? What, four or five? Six. 76? Yeah, so how old were you? Nine. All right, see, you're not paying it. It doesn't mean anything the to you. The great Gitchy Goomy. He says Gitchy Goomy in the song. It yeah. does. I never got that far oh. into it. <laughs> it's in the first line. <laughs> oh. It's that... Tanker that went down, or whatever it was, iron ore freighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was imagine? a long, like a shaggy dog story. It was like, how many went more? On, on. How many more verses? It's a popular this song there for a while. Yeah, and that was like, please, no more. <laughs> That's painful. No more, mm-hmm. Gordon. Yeah, mm-hmm. put me in a padded room with that song. I'll tell you all the secrets. <laughs> it's worse than waterboard. Oh, the worst is. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what the worst is. Oh boy, is worse for than- them to uh, to roll cream on the soles of your feet and then bring in a cat. Oh, 
That'll, you'll, yeah, you'll scream. <laughs> you'll just absolutely, you'll just tell them anything you want that, 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 yeah. that they want to know. Mm. Brad's fun fact. Okay. Weather permitting, how many commuters will use bicycles in the city of Toronto? Ten. Oh, a lot. How many? Mm-hmm. On any given day? And I gave the you the population of 2.7 million. Right. Uh, 25,000. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, Our bicycle crazy there. 150,000. Oh, most closer. Yeah. Really? Almost, yeah. Weather permitting over a million commuters use a bicycle as their primary yeah. means of Weather transportation. Weather permitting in Toronto. It's in four Toronto. days out of the year. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Let's say go underground. <laughs> Do they have an underground in Toronto? Uh, totally. He doesn't know. We just made yeah, that Drake up. Drake raps about I'll let it. you know in a couple months. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Facebook is now censoring a tourist board ad that features a nude painting of Jesus. Jeez. It's just a painting. No need to crucify them. Next, a North Carolina farm is hiring people to cuddle baby goats. Sounds like a cool job, but I feel like there are just going to be a bunch of kids running around. Finally, after a Massachusetts woman was pulled over for drunk driving, the cops called a tow truck to come get her car. It turns out the tow truck driver was also drunk. I've heard of drunk hookups before but never like this. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com And Transmission Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. We are not the banks.com. They're not the banks. They're better than the banks. Brad Siebert and his team because their sole focus is being a direct lender and mortgages made. Oh, yeah. They slipped upon me unexpectedly. They shot through my heart. There's no doubt. Made the way. what I'm talking about. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Every Wednesday this time, we spend a few minutes with Mr. Maxwell, usually talking about what he's writing about and what he's thinking about. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thank you for Great. asking. I don't Glad know if we talked about this before. I was scrolling through uh, some of the columns you've written about. I don't know if this is recent or it's not too long ago. And you're uh, writing about the school board and uh, starting times for high schools. Yes, sir. That was July. We didn't talk about that, did we? I don't think so. Because no, I think you were taking either the school board members or candidates for the or for school board to task because yes, you said you're better off getting a response from a corpse than you are yeah. from school board members or candidates for the school board. I believe board. I said in terms of responsiveness, the Orange <laughs> County School Board was akin to a, yes, decade-old corpse. I always, yeah. Now, what's the argument? I always thought, you know, getting especially high school kids to high school early in the morning is useless because, what, they don't go to 
sleep until 3. That bell rings at 7.10 or something, 7.15. It's ridiculous. So it, it, you're right, Mo. So they they actually, as of this year, have set all high schools in Orange County at a start time at, at 720. Mm. So the first bell's ringing around 714. Keep in mind, every school bus that keeps there has to get them there 30 minutes beforehand okay. because, for, for free breakfast. So now you're back to 645. That's the latest any bus is going to go, which means pickups start around 545. Uh, so you're, you, and then, then you set that back up for when you got to get up. It's, it's wackadoo. And, and the reason it, it, it is 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 not because you'll sometimes have parents just go, well, they need to go to bed earlier. That's what they need to do. The the science is clear on this, if you care about science. And Lord knows I'm aware that some people do not. But the science is clear on this, that teenage bodies are not like other people's bodies. they got hormones whizzing through them. Their brains are whirring. And and they just don't shut down at the same time anybody else. So even if you put them in bed, their brain still is awake till midnight or 1 a.m. And so the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Center for Disease Control, everybody that has ever studied this issue has said high school should not start before eight o'clock, uh, and, and by the way, that's what that's when it starts in most of America. Uh, and we've been talking about this for three or four years. And the Orange County School Board hemmed and hawed and clutched their pearls. And oh my God, we might have to spend a dollar if we want to do this and get more school buses. And so then they said, you know what? We're not even really sure parents want this. So they delayed another year. They spent God knows how much money conducting a survey of every all the parents and students in Orange. County. And all of them said. Yes, move the damn things back. Eight o'clock. That's what time everybody should go to school. And then they hemmed in some hods some more. And it's been four years now, and here we are at seven twenty. Well, I mean, is there any excuse whatsoever? Is it just you know, or is it? Are they afraid of getting some kind of negative blowback from a certain percentage of parents who say, "What are you screwing around with that for?" You know, I got to get to work, and I need those kids, uh, you know, gone out of the house by whatever time it is. I mean, what's the, what's the it, what's it the concern? Money. I, well, they'll tell you it's mainly money. I'm going to tell you it's mainly that they're a bunch of lazy asses is what it is. Because right now they got a bus <laughs> schedule, and I'm not going to I'm not going to argue that it's not complicated. You got to get a bus out to Bislow down here. Sure. You got to take it out to well, Popka and get it to make sure everybody's there, and then it's got to leave to go so we can go run the elementary school run. And a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't pay enough for our schools. You shouldn't have to have a bus running three routes in a row. I, I absolutely concede that point. Uh, but this is not like putting a man on Jupiter. Uh, this this is what. Uh, <laughs> School districts all over America do, and budgets are just a matter of priority. The Orange County School Board District's budget is $4 billion. That's $4 billion. And when the past school board chair, Bill Sublette, uh, said, you know what, maybe maybe we will have to buy a few more buses. Maybe we will have to hire a few more drivers. It's going to cost $2 million, $3 million, maybe $6 million. He said, that's a rounding error. And what we do, budgets are a matter of priorities, and we can do that. He said it four years ago. He said it three years ago. He said it to me yesterday after I wrote the column, and he said, thanks, I'm leaving, but keep on them. Uh, and, and and so anyway, I decided I needed to. If there was any hope that the the current crop isn't doing anything, I should at least pull the the new ones coming. Yeah, I can't unfortunately, and I'm embarrassed to say I can't even tell you who's a member of the Orange County School Board. <clears throat> no, they're, they're, people don't pay a whole lot of attention to them. Uh, and we have a new school chair uh, race going on now. Bill Sublette has been the chair for the last eight years, the first chair we've ever had. Uh, but yeah, but you know what? You know what? Uh, you, you should find out, and you know you should find out. I should. And, 
And uh, and I've been to two forums. I moderated one on Monday night and uh, went to one last week. You, you don't have to do that, but look at look at the newspaper, you know, or uh, check out their websites. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody in general because uh, my my goodness, this is one of those things people talk about. They care about. These are the ones who who deal with these problems. If you think there's too much testing, if you think teachers are underpaid, a lot of it's legislators and they host over public schools regularly. Uh, but uh, but these local decisions about things like start times and athletics and everything else that that's your school board. What happened to the political future of Bill Sublette? I mean, Bill Sublette, he wanted to be Orlando mayor. As a matter of fact, I endorsed him many, many years ago. That didn't work out too well for uh, Mr. Sublette. But uh, then he was the, uh, was he a state rep for a while? I mean, he's had certain political positions. And didn't he have his eye on, on becoming mayor of Orange County? He did. I believe your endorsement catapulted him into fifth place in a four-way race. Yeah, so yeah. what, I mean, what happened to his designs? I mean, after, so he said, okay, that's it for the being the chairman or president or whatever they call him anymore, the school board. But I thought he had a design in running for, for mayor. I will tell you what I think. What happened? Um, uh, so, so first of all, Buddy won that, and this is a blue city, uh, and there, and there's no doubt about that. And and Buddy's a, a Democrat or a Chambercrat, depending on what you, you you want to describe him. So he did lock that down. That probably wasn't him his to win. But the other reason Bill Sublette probably didn't go on because what what you may also be remembering is he ran for Congress, and he ran for Congress, and Rick Keller beat him. And one of the reasons that Rick Keller beat him is because there is not really a place for a moderate Republican anymore. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's absolutely what Bill Sublette was. He was a guy who believed in some standardized testing, uh, said I supported Jeb Bush in some earlier years, but then uh, said what was one of the few who said this has gone crazy afterwards. And and that's actually the point of one of the columns I, I, I have for tomorrow's paper that I just turned in before I called you guys is uh, we the, the system is just bleeding the moderation out of anybody, and anybody who's got a sensible chance, uh, I mean, who sounds sensible, doesn't stand a chance in these things. Anymore. Yeah, but I thought so, Bled, because he's just giving up his stint with the school board, right? I thought he had designs after, I mean, this year in running for something, and that went by the wayside. No, yeah, I don't know that he, yeah, I'm no, sorry, you matter. are right. He was actually going to run for county mayor. County mayor, right. That was another one he talked about, and I think... He saw the writing on the wall with Jerry Demings being a pretty strong powerhouse. Uh, like, like I say, this is a, it's a real blue county. Yeah, I've seen so, Jerry's TV ads. I don't think I've seen Jerry's TV I ads. I haven't either. Are, yeah. are they they're, any good? They're, they're okay. They're all right. All right. You know, just mm-hmm. you know, it's the standard, it's the standard political ad. You know, I'm stand for stricter. You know, I care about the people of Orange County type of thing. I mean, you okay. know, it's just a standard, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Jerry. I I like him. I don't know whether he'd be a good mayor or not. I think he was a fairly decent sheriff. I mean, I people seem to the like him. You just gave as casual as it was is dead on. I like him. I think he was a decent sheriff. Yeah. And don't don't mistake that for being problem three because I've had some issues like the. When the deputy fired 128 rounds at one time back in the, back in Pine Hills, but overall been a good one. But I don't know about him being a mayor. So no, I mean, I, you know, I don't know whether he quote stands for something progressive or, you know, here I am and here's where we're going to take Orange County. I mean, it's no. it's the standard uh, political boilerplate. You know, I'm going to look out for the interests of people in Orange County. Well, that's good news. <laughs> I don't expect. I I think Derry's going to win, but I have to tell you, I've studied the positions of the three guys running yeah, right. uh, for county mayor, and I haven't seen much difference. I don't see anything significant. Uh, I wrote three thousand words on this, but between them, I mean, the hotel and lodging association, for instance, uh, endorsed Jerry Demings. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm not going to expect much different when it comes to hotel tax diversification, which most people want, you know, to start spending that money on cops. And uh, I'm not expecting, I'm expecting Jerry Dimmons to, or any of the others to rock the boat on spending another half billion right. dollars on the convention center, which they're talking about doing now. Yeah. I, I think it's going to, I'm not looking for anybody to particularly rock the boat. All right. Let so. me get to your column today. And you're essentially yep. writing about, well, the, the title of the column is Do It for our democracy and a right in loophole comma florida straight me out on this because and I, i'm a fairly political animal i'm still not quite sure what's happening here when you're talking about this loophole so explain okay. it to me like the four-year-old i am so so 20 years ago uh floridian said uh that, that we, well let me back up if you know there's a close there's a primary yeah republicans get to go pick their person democrats go get the pick right. their person the rules are supposed to be that if there are only members of one party then everybody gets to vote it's pretty it, it, it's basically right. the idea is that well otherwise you'd have an elected official that you never elected so if the only two people filing to run for sheriff were democrats everybody gets to vote in that race Republicans can put somebody up if they want, but if they don't, then you don't get to vote. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. So yep. if there's a, a Republican, so if there's no Democratic primary and there's a Republican primary for state house, yep, I can vote in that if I'm a Democrat. Yes, if the, if that's if there's I only didn't know Republicans. That. Yeah. Well, the reason you don't know it, Jim, is because it never happens. <laughs> okay. That that is what the law says. And by the way, the law was passed as a constitutional amendment that that uh, citizens put on the ballot. It passed in 1998. They basically said, "Hey, what the hell? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to have somebody re- serving me who I never even got a chance to vote on." And they said, "All right, all right, Jerry." But they left a little provision in there that says, if somebody files as a write-in candidate. The primary gets closed again, and the best example that I think a lot of people do remember is two years ago in the state attorney's race. Jeff Ashton was uh, the current state attorney. Right. He's a Democrat. Uh, Democrat Aramis Ayala, who was a virtual nobody, right. uh, filed to run, and then at the very la- and everybody should have been able to vote. There were no Republicans in there. There were no independents, so everybody in the county should have been able to vote. Gotcha. Choose between Aramis Ayala and Jeff Ashton. But then, near the last minute, one of Aramis Ayala's own supporters, somebody who had donated a thousand dollars to her campaign, filed to run against her. Now, that should stink, right? Why would somebody who's donating to somebody run against them? Because the only impact gotcha. of that person filing a write-in candidacy, and you actually know him as Bill Vose, uh, the only impact of that was to close the primary. So all of a sudden, no Republicans get to vote. No independents get to vote in that race. And then George Soros, who was backing Aramis Ayala, is able to flood the market with lots of, she's a hardcore Democrat, she's a hardcore liberal. If you're a liberal, vote for her. It's an easier race to control, and Jeff Ashton loses. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, are let, you... let me, can, if I can just segue sure. to one last thing. The bigger point that I make and the, that I tried to do at the end of that column, and it's also for my point of tomorrow's column, is I think we should have these open primaries. I think we should do away with these party primaries altogether. Every time we have these party primaries, it's, it, it, it makes all the candidates run as far left or as far right as they can to pander to the hardcore base, which isn't where most of America is, actually. As I say, the analogy I often use is if, the, if, if uh, America is a football field, most of us are somewhere between the four yard lines, but these races are run in the fringy end zones. And uh, and what we need to happen is not have party primaries. You just put all the candidates out there, Republican, Democrat, Bull Moose, and everybody votes. And the top two people move on, and it's really going to combat on the extremism and increase participation in democracy. Thank you very much. Yeah, essentially open primaries. In some states,
states do this. I mean, you Most get states. out there and you make your case. Top yeah. two, you pick. And if it's a, a Republican or a Democrat, you pick. Or if it's two Democrats, you pick uh, whoever or two Republicans, whatever the case might be. You pick the person who you best think would be right. able and to do the you, job. You were correct. You said some. There's about four that do that top two that I am advocating. Most states have open primaries. Four yeah. have, have those uh, top two. And the way I put about it, uh, I tell people to think about it th- is this. If, let's say if Republicans put up two great candidates and Democrats put up two doofuses, why should we guarantee one of the doofuses a spot on the ballot? <laughs> right. I mean, you, yeah. you should get the two best candidates. Yeah. I don't want a guaranteed doofus spot. And there. so if you're anti-doofus, get on board with the top two. <laughs> That's go. good. Good enough. What's, com- That's good. What's coming up in the next column? Any thoughts? We have got that for uh, tomorrow's column, and yeah. I just posted it online. And then this weekend, I think, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. All right, good oh. enough. I'll we'll, let you know. We'll talk next week. Thanks a lot. Good column today. You got it. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinels. Uh, Shot Doctor is coming down the hallway for casting call that's upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. We like girls from the East Coast because they're trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And we like girls from the West Coast because they don't know any better. I'm telling you, this is totally normal. Honest. Real Radio 104.1. You can call my name this time to go, but I'll never be free to... Now, this song is gone, too. I'm, I'm, what? I'm what? 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 As I wind down my career, I'm starting uh-huh. to <laughs> yeah, put these things... Get it out of here. I never want to hear that again. Time for a Shot Doctor casting call. Shot Doctor, our colleague from uh, down the hall at our sister station. What is that again, Shot? Uh, 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 Mike on, on the game, Orlando. It is on. There that, you go. Well, it wasn't on when I asked you. That, and right, it's not on again. What are you doing? Come on, Shot. The red light, I'm looking at it right now, has been on since I got in oh, here. Let's not mess around. What's the station? FM 96.9 The Game, Orlando Sports Leader, home of the magic. That's right. Oh, oh, look at you. Big announcement on Monday. Right. That's absolutely fantastic. I like when you leave other yeah, stations They're in dead the meat across town. Yeah, that's good. We have completely taken over. Yes, indeed. We cannot be stopped. We've been fighting them rat bastards for decades, oh, and now true, we've jammed it? them. Mm-hmm. Now they have been... That's right. They have been decapacitated. Yeah. They've they been have, emasculated. We showed, we showed them. They've been intoxicated, emasculated, and, and decapitated. And that stupid repeater they had. Yeah. yeah. So right yeah. now, Jim, Starship, whatever the hell it was. When you figure in the magic and the yeah. fact the football season is here, so we're rolling fast. Uh-huh. That's good. Absolutely fantastic. That's what we do. What was the big uh, sports story today? Just people wanting to talk football in oh, general. Again. Football. It's coming up. Uh, everybody is dying to talk football because we've not had football mm. in months. And now that we've had SEC media days, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now that most NFL teams are opening camps of veterans effective this week, and now that we have our first uh, preseason game week from tomorrow night, the Hall of Fame game. Are you aware of that story? Was it the coach for NC State? I think it was NC State who said if there's no more North football, Carolina. there's was it North Carolina? Right, if, it if there's no more uh, football, there's no more United States. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> True. <laughs> What a buffoon. He Talk did. about he said, buffoonery. Yeah, be the downfall of the United States of America no. if there's no more football. That's just stupid. Agreed. Larry Fedora just got carried away, Jim, at, at ACC Media Days. That, that's what that was. Yeah. As, as important, did anybody stand up and say, are you kidding me? Do you just hear what came out of your mouth? Yeah. You know, Jim, as important as football is to me, I do understand that there are limitations with it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would never say something like that. But, I, but genuinely... Our listeners are excited that football right. is here with the home of the Bucks, the home of UCF. We have a lot of good things going run, over there. Let me run down the list of collegiate uh, teams here in the Sunshine State. Just give me a quick uh, rundown. Uh, how's Florida looking? 
Okay, now that Dan Mullen is here, optimism among Gator fans. The quarterback situation is job one. Looking for, look for, look for Felipe Franks to start and do well in Mullen's system. Okay, uh, Florida State. Uh, Willie Taggart takes over for um, the great Jimbo Fisher. He's got a stud running back in Cam Akers. If DeAndre Francois can come back, he's had some off-the-field issues and knee surgery, they'll be, they'll be fine. Uh, University of South Florida. USF lost Quentin Flowers at quarterback. Brand new at quarterback this year. Flowers was there for the last three years, and they will take a step back this year without that guy. The University of Miami. Malik Rozier has got to be consistent at QB. He was up and down last year. They have, they might have the best defense in the ACC, but Rozier's got to be steady and consistent. They can run the ball. If he is, they'll be really good. And last but not least, the great University of Central Florida. Oh, yeah, UCF. They have, they have McKenzie Milton coming back. Uh, all the running backs, all the receivers. So-so on defense. The loss of Scott Frost, though. Uh, who was 13-0 last year as head coach, is going to be tough. But Josh Heupel's coming over from Missouri. We developed a great quarterback in Drew Locke. He'll be fine. We're talking UCF, another great, maybe undefeated season, Undefeated, no way. You don't, you don't, uh, it's not, not gonna, we're, not gonna, we're not going to have back-to-back 13-0s. and zeros. But UCF will be the best team in the American Athletic Conference, no question about that. All right. Time for a shot down to casting call. What's this all that was about? That's a good rundown, Jim, wasn't it? That, that, was, was, good. that was good. That's fantastic. Well, That's why you did it, because I knew you'd be just oh, like I that. I love that. Quick hitters. Oh, exactly. Quality. Love that stuff. Quality radio sports broadcasting. That's what we're all oh, about like around that. here. Yeah. Thank you. Given your opinion, <laughs> I like it. I like oh, it, too. This is good. Yeah. I have goosebumps and chills. <laughs> all the above. And I'm also drooling and salivating, but yeah. I'm going to be okay. Well, nothing. some <laughs> things don't change. Right. All right, time for Shot Dot to Casting Call. I take a movie. I got a scene from a movie. We acted out in the air. Uh, I think we have sound effects, at least I hope oh, yeah, so, bro. because I said I wanted some. Uh-huh. Yes, so it's uh, Shot and Pinkman and Jack in this particular scene. Is everybody ready? Oh. I live in a state of readiness. I know you do. Everybody's ready. ready. Everybody's ready. Lighting is perfect. Soundstage is perfect. Cables are set aside. As I said, the lighting is perfect. The camera's rolling. Sound effects. I need sound effects. And action. This is a great white shark, Larry. A big one. Any shark expert in the world will tell you it's a killer. It's a man-eater. Look, your situation is that apparently a great white shark has staked a claim in the waters off Amity Island. And he's going to continue to feed here as long as there is food in the water. There's no limit to what he's going to do. We've already had three incidents. Two people killed inside of a week, and it's going to happen again. It happened like this before. The Jersey Beach. 1960. Five people chewed up in the shirt. In one week. Tell them about the swimmers. A shark's attracted to the exact kind of splashing activity that occurs whenever human beings go swimming. You cannot avoid it. You open the beaches on the 4th of July, it's like ringing the dinner bell, for Christ's sakes. Look, Mr. Vaughn, Mr. Vaughn, I just pulled a tooth the size of a shot glass out of the wreck hole of a boat out there, and it was a tooth of a great white. It was Ben Gardner's boat. It was all chewed up. I helped tow it in. You should have seen it. Where is that tooth? Did you see it, Brody? No, I didn't see it. He he dropped it. I had an accident. And what did you say the name of that shark is? It's a Carcadian Charcadius. It's a great white. Cut. Absolutely wow. perfect. Drop dead. Perfect. Ooh. Oh, my God. I think there are three Jimmies that Ooh. will be awarded. Yes. What? Everybody knows the movie. If you don't oh, know the yeah. movie, I don't know where you've been. But, boy, oh, boy, you, 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 you knocked it, it out of the park. Yeah, Golly. My God, was I good. You were superb. I wanted the end. I said, here it goes. Here it goes. It's going down the drain. A major fumper. It's Uh going upside down. Oh, no. How uh, how many times did you practice the name of the shark? Uh, Ten. Plenty. Don't ask me to say it again. Please say it again. I'm not going to do it. Because if I say it again and something goes wrong, it's going to (laughs) take away from my performance. And last week, that happened. I learned my lesson. 
I had a great performance last week. Yeah. I did three more after that, and the, and the other three stunk. Yeah, okay. not, what was the movie I, last week? I don't remember, but I did a great job in the first one. The next three stunk. I'm Jim, not going to do it. Uh, overwhelming. Texters uh, correctly guessed Finding Nemo. No, that isn't it. Oh, Too some like it hot. That was uh, last week, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that's yes. it. Harlem yeah. Nights. Nope. Uh, to Wong Fu. Uh, Best Little Horror House in Texas. No. Sharknado 9. Uh, no, but... Uh, ben and many others guessed Jaws. Jaws, there an absolutely is. brilliant performance by all three of you. Oh, oh yeah. Point. I was on that on beach. I was on that beach listening to the three of you. I'm not going in that water. I'm not either. Oh, hell no. I'm, I'm not either. I'm scared of the ocean. I won't even go on a cruise. You don't say. Are no. you really scared of the ocean? Yes. After Jim, I saw Jaws and I... I mean, did you go in the ocean before Jaws? Yes. You did? Yes. And after Jaws, you said you never go back in? Never again. Really? And Jaws came out in 1976. Five. 75. So it's been 43... 43 yes, years. Right. After seeing that, I wouldn't even go on a cruise. Have you been been to the beach? To the beach, yes. In the water, no. They're not going to get me. They're not going to get me. Not I've been today. warned. Jaws was the warning, okay? When you see Jaws and how realistic that was, yeah. it's, that's the warning. Uh huh. That's the one that says stay out of the ocean. Right. That's probably right. I'm not going to do it. I wouldn't yeah, even go I mean, on a cruise. You probably have a... a there's a bigger chance of being killed by a vending machine than a than a shark. You know that? That may or may not be true. Well, it is true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> that may be true. But I'm not gonna put myself at risk. in danger yeah, sure. running around in the ocean and having one of those one of those great whites come after me. Because mm-hmm. it's all over. I can't run from those guys. No. Nope. They're gonna get me. I won't even go on a cruise. <laughs> Why? They go on a cruise. You think it's gonna ram the like, no, if, you know, if like you go... Moby Dick and ram the ship and, and... If like you, the Indianapolis? And everybody will be tossed up. Oh, uh, yeah. If you go on a cruise in and it hits one of those glaciers or something else like that. Glaciers? A, glaciers. Iceberg. Yeah. Icebergs. Yeah. Those kind of things. Oh, like the Titanic. Yeah, Caribbean is littered with them. I see them. Yeah. You never know what's underneath the water, Jack. <laughs> All it's got to do is hit the wrong thing. The boat Boom. explodes. You're yeah. in the water. And That's the great white. Like the Poseidon Adventure. You're upside down with Shelly Winters. That's what I'm saying. Oh. There's a good example of that. That's why I'm done with the ocean. You are. Done. 40 years you haven't been in. Uh, since ni- whatever nineteen seventy five was, never again. Oh, no a- kidding! After seeing that movie, do you think I would ever go in the ocean after seeing Jaws? <laughs> a lot of people. Did, a lot of people didn't go in the ocean for for a while after seeing. How that about movie? just up to your ankles? Obviously, you can control that. No, what? Just no splash way. around? No. See, that's how it begins. Oh. <laughs> you're in, you're in there underneath your ankles. Yeah. Up your, and then you walk out a couple more inches. Up to your knees. Then you walk out again. Yeah, and then, uh-huh. you're getting, then you're getting and overconfident. Then all of a sudden. The great white, he's hungry, <laughs> he knows where you're at, and, and they come fast, it's over. Mm-hmm. You can't, you're, They're not going to get me. No. <laughs> not you're not in, no. What's so funny? It's not funny. Know. Nobody fakes me out, Jim. Uh-huh. They're, they're not, not even not gonna, a shark. Not, not even, even a shark. shark. Nope. So I'm, I'm not going to let them get me because I go in deeper and deeper thinking that it's okay. So you don't it's, go fishing. You wouldn't even go fishing. Fishing? Are you kidding like me? Like fishing? No way. How do those guys even do that? What? You're deep sea fishing. fishing. You're, yeah. under, you're underneath the water. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not talking about scuba diving. No, you're, that's you're deep sea boat. diving. You go out, you know, 30, 40 miles, you know, try to hook a marlin or 30 a pompano or, 40 or miles. something. You're fishing with a, you know. Yeah, with a rod and You're out there with a rod and reel 30 and 40 miles and a great white, sh- and a great white <laughs> shark ah, shows no, up. No. You are, the boat is done. The boat's going to get capitalized and that's it. No, capsized. And capitalized. What did I say? It's capitalized. No, that's when they that's turn it upside down. Yeah. That's capsized. Capitalized. No, you're thinking communized boat. 
Yeah. No, anyway, Jimmy, different. you don't want that oh, to happen. God. And they turn the boat open. The boat goes up. The boat, the boat goes upside Topsy down. Topsy-turvy, yeah. The whole right. thing is capitalized. People are going to be eaten up by the sharks. It, it's, <sighs> it's, it's a bad so scene. Somebody said, okay, uh, forget the cruise, forget the deep-sea fishing, but uh, the United States Navy wants to show you around. They want you to come on board an aircraft carrier. You wouldn't even get on something like that? No. It's as big as several city blocks. Those great white sharks see those aircraft carriers. You know what they say to themselves? No, what? Feeding frenzy. <laughs> they can't wait. They can't wait for those things. You oh. know why? Because they look at those things and they say there must be a thousand people on it. It's a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, it's like and a buffet. They, get, they just bump into it. Knock <laughs> a few sailors overboard. It's like a buffet. Once, you know, they have a lot of people. Once they see one of those things out there, <laughs> they communicate. Then you have schools and schools of great white sharks. Yeah, pop, and the boats uh, have no pop. chance. You see? No, no submarine, no nothing. Huh? A submarine is asking for trouble. Well, what about, would you fly over the water? I mean, you if you're have? going from here to the Bahamas, you'd you'd fly, wouldn't you? What if the plane went down? Oh, oh, now he's never going to fly again. Now what'd you do? Well, here's the rule. Fly hey, you over land. You're going to fly to Jamaica, let's say. you got to fly over the water. Well, Jim, my, my next flight is to, is to Seattle. That's that, that's in four weeks. <laughs> you, don't oh, you don't know. He's over the land. Yeah, he's flying over land. Uh-huh. Well, he could crash and a bear could get you. Be careful, because when you go over Puget Sound in Seattle, boom, you don't know what's in there. I know what's in there. Salmon. I'm not scared of salmon. I'm scared of great white sharks. <laughs> All right. No salmon's going to scare me. Okay. I'm not scared of salmon, Jim. Nobody's ever died because they were assaulted by a damn salmon. <laughs> no, Nobody. that's probably true. I think he's but right about white... that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Name, yeah. name the first time, Jim, you saw the article. Man eaten by, by vicious salmon. <laughs> Never going to happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. He's right. He's right. You did a great job listen. today. That's a Jimmy. I mean, that's, uh, no it's, question. It's, you're locked in. You hear that? You've made my day. Now I can go east okay. again. What's on, oh, what's, what's, what are you tonight? eating? Turkey wraps, bananas, salad with Thousand Island dressing, and a Coke Zero. Same damn thing I had last time, too. Oh, I'm ready. Very All right, nice. Shot. Thank you. Shot Doctor and casting oh, call. Five-minute professor. I'm coming on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. What a busy, busy, busy day today. We talked about reducitarians, and we talked about water beds and music at restaurants, and the shot doctor came in and said no one has ever been uh, killed by a salmon. Uh, let's find out what's happening next. Greetings and salutations, professor. Millions of people have been killed by salmon. Hold on. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I oh, can. Yeah, hear you. Oh, Over. perfect. <laughs> when you were talking and you didn't say anything to that, I thought, all right, fine. Anyway, today we're going to talk about something which I think you're going to know a lot about. So I anticipate that you're going to be able to get many, many, many bonus points. Nice and slow. Nice and slow. Let's start off nice and slow. Come on, we can get some bonus points here. Okay. What is it? Pitcairn Island. Jim. Mr. Phillips. Is what? Easter Island part of that? I don't know. Negative. Oh, oh, no bonus points. Son of a bitch. Pitcairn Island means only one thing to me. Only one thing. And it is not the 15-year-old midshipman that the island was named for. Pitcairn Island is where some, but not all, of the mutineers from Mutiny the bounty. The and- yeah. oh, Charles Walton. <laughs> Clark Gable. Here we go. That's the first one. Mutiny on the Bounty. Second one was with, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, that other guy. Uh, no, uh, from, uh, you know, got in trouble by yelling at the cop and uh, with the Jewish. Uh, oh, Gibson. Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. Thank you. You may have skipped one. 
But uh, I'll give you some points for those. So, how many people do you think live on Pitcairn Island today? Uh, Jim. It's a small island. I want you to realize it is maybe five square kilometers. Uh, I'll say 100. Fewer. Um, 70. Fewer. 30. More. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 50. 50 is absolutely correct. Nicely done. So the population peaked at about 320, Mm. and then they moved everyone to another uninhabited island closer to Australia, and eventually 40 people came back to Pitcairn Island. Pitcairn Island is in the middle of nowhere. Although it is part of a four-island group, you can't see the other islands from Pitcairn Island. Mm. Oh. So so they're far enough away (laughs) that you can't see them. And the most of the population is descended from nine of the mutineers from the HMS Bounty. That happened in 1789. So By 1800. Sorry. If you're stranded on a uh, deserted island, what would be the one yes. thing you'd want to take with you? Oh. If I was going to be stranded with only one thing. Yeah, it's a joke. It's an old joke. A boat. Yes, a boat. <laughs> There's there the answer. Go. Good job. There there it is. Points good. for Mo. <laughs> oh. I would take a deck of cards. Oh, really? Because if you start playing solitaire, no, if you start playing solitaire, you're only playing for like five minutes before somebody comes behind you and says, you put the black black four on the red five, and then you're rescued. All right, I'll go with that. (laughs) Okay. I get a point on that. I'll give you a point. Oh, you're giving him a point now? Pitcairn Island. Let me see if I can spell a capital P-I-T-C-A-R-I-N. Nope. Ah, no. No, no you not. have something cockeyed. Ah, what? P- capital P-I-T-C-A-I-R-N. Oh. Pitcairn. Scottish. Cairn. Pitcairn. Okay. Yes. I love <laughs> So, do you know the story of the mutiny on the bounty? Only what I saw in the movie. Z- the, the movies are not particularly accurate. Surprise, surprise. So, here's the story. The... the Basic story is that the bounty goes to Tahiti and the bounty has been refitted so they can take 1,000 breadfruit trees. So kind of <laughs> sapling breadfruit trees. Right. And they're going to, and they're going to, they're going to sail all the way around the world yeah. and end up in the West Indies mm-hmm. with these thousand breadfruit trees so they can use them as food for the slaves. Oh boy. Okay, so get... this is oh boy this this is where we start from yeah okay they take five months to load up all of the all the breadfruit trees it's not like they had a purchase order or anything uh-huh cap uh no he wasn't captain Bly either he was lieutenant Bly. and he he gets there he had sailed with captain cook so the tahitians knew him and he makes a deal to get these breadfruit trees they get him on, but it takes five months, and in that time, he lets his crew consort with the Tahitians. Yeah, Fletcher and Christian. Oh, good one. Thank Point. you. <laughs> so, so what ends up happening is they consort, they have a good time, yeah. they enjoy themselves, uh-huh. then they take off again, and mm. Lieutenant Bly has to reestablish order on the boat mm. because 
sailing around the world is crap. Oh, yeah, it was Marlon Brando, as a matter of fact, and I think in That's the second the other movie. One. And it was, uh, what's his name, who is uh, uh, Captain Bly. Hold on, hold on, Anthony Hopkins. Absolutely correct. Nicely done. Come on, come on. Points on the back end. Mm-hmm. So, Finished. Mm-hmm. so what ended up happening was there's a there's a mutiny. The mutiny yeah. story is fantastic. Uh, Fletcher Christian eventually feels he's point pushed to the point where he needs to take command. He thinks he's got enough support, and it turns out more people side with Lieutenant Bly than side with Fletcher Christian. Mm-hmm. So he's successfully mutinying, but more people want to leave than want to stay. And he ends up putting 20 people into a big rowboat, and they travel 3,500 miles of the open ocean to report the mutiny. And Fletcher Christian takes off with 18 people, some of them mutineers, and some of them people that couldn't get on the boat to leave. And they end up sailing around for a while. They find some inhabited islands, but they have trouble with the native population. They go back to Tahiti. The Tahitians don't want them. And then nine of them stage a party for the Tahitians and kidnap them and sail them to Pitcairn Island and establish a colony on an uninhabited island, which nobody could find because the map was wrong. Give you a little bit of trivia. Marlon Brando played uh, Fletcher Christian. And Don't get ahead of on me. the bounty. Uh, bounty. He says you're getting ahead no, of him. No, his son. One of Don't his sons was one of his sons was named Fletcher, because of that. There's who more too. Who, who I think may have committed suicide. I I know one of his sons did. I don't know if it was Fletcher Sorry, or not. That's interesting. So, bottom line is that Pitcairn Island's a great place to hide because no one can find it, including these people who are specifically looking for this useless island in the middle of nowhere, and it took them over a month mm-hmm. because the map was off by three degrees, which is hundreds of miles of just the ocean. All right, I'll do it to you every time. Hold that thought, Professor. It's the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Let's get a check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An Irishman walked into a store with a sheep and then attacked a guard with a metal pole when he was asked to leave. Sounds like he was anything but sheepish. Next. A teacher in Pennsylvania is in some trouble for moonlighting as a Nazi-themed wrestler. All these years he was doing it and I bet he did not see this coming. Finally, a teen sprayed a thief in the face with a pressure washer in order to stop him. It has been reported that he made a clean getaway. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. Alexa, play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing, 407-916-1041. Pitcairn Island, mutiny on the bounty, back to the five-minute professor. Okay, professor, wrap it up. Mm. So the Pitcairn Island is a great place to grow stuff. Uh, It's super fertile valleys, uh, great for pineapples, mangoes, watermelons, cantaloupes, passion fruit, breadfruit, coconuts, avocados, citrus, but you can't fly there, and as a result, there's absolutely no market for any of your fresh produce. Yeah. So they make it into molasses, which they export, and they have a tremendous honey program, which has only been started within the last 20 years. Really? Uh, they have an apiculture program, which was developed by the Department for International Development in the UK's Overseas Aid Agency. 
They train beekeepers, and the bees from there are super docile. So after just a couple of months, they no longer need to leave all the protective gear, and they make honey. And the honey is the favorite honey of the Queen of England and Prince Charles. Oh, that's a that's a good endorsement. I would say it's a good endorsement because they have their pick of honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that's from Pitcairn Island. This is why I just this week. A population of 50, they're one of the smallest democratic places in the world. And one of the British Empire that approves same-sex marriage. Uh-huh. Which is weird because there is no same-sex marriage. There's no one that's participated in it, but they have approved it as a legislature. I hold that thought for also, just a minute. All right, hold oh, that also, thought, hold that thought, hold that thought. Was Scott Glenn ever in a movie with Kevin Bacon? Scott Glenn. From The Right Stuff, that Scott Glenn? The Right or was, Stuff. Or is no. Kevin Bacon in Apollo 13? Uh, Kevin Bacon was in Apollo 13. Okay, never mind. So was Scott. Oh. No, Scott Glenn was in The Right Stuff. That's yeah, what right. I was thinking. Never yeah. mind. Uh, sorry, Professor. Uh-oh. Back to you. One minute. Let's, let's have a quiz. <laughs> Well, this is the thing which I found out while I was researching that last week. Yeah. In 2004, 13 of the adult males out of 50 people were being investigated. Six of them were convicted, including Stephen Christian, the mayor, in 2004 when the charges were brought. The next mayor, Mike Warren, was found guilty of 25 charges of possessing child pornography in 2010. Convicted again in 2016 with a hundred counts. You're in the weeds. Time for a quiz. Okay. You're in the weeds, Professor. Let's go to the quiz. Errol Flynn, Mel Gibson, and Marlon Brando have all portrayed (gasps) Fletcher Christian, who was 24, by the way, at the time of the mutiny. Lieutenant Bly was 35 when the mutiny took place. It's rarely depicted with those ages. The Marlon Brando film, Mutiny on the Bounty, was released in what year? Jim, uh, 1983. Before 1983. Before 1973. Oh, my. That is absolutely correct. Nicely oh, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice pinky. He's old, holding up the team. Oh, yeah. Marlon Brando had already won an Academy Award in 1958 before he refused one in 1973 for what title Jim. role? Mm. Title cool. role? Yeah. Yes. That's uh, on the waterfront. Oh. Not on the Jack. waterfront. He won That's for on the waterfront. The Godfather. The Godfather is the right answer. answer. That's the one he refused. The Podfather. Carlos Rafael pled guilty in 2017 for a complex scheme to avoid reporting how much and what type of fish his 32 ship fleet was catching in the North Atlantic. What state at what time the cod capital of the world was his business based out of Moira? What's yes. Uh, cod capital, Massachusetts. Massachusetts is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Sign New Bedford. Uh, uh, New Bedford. New Bedford. Oh, I didn't know. New Bedford. Yeah, my I'm sorry, Walbert. there's no R in New Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> New Bedford is at the same latitude as what country in Europe? England, Norway, Poland, or Spain? Oh, Massachusetts. I'll just New take Bedford a shot. I'll, just, uh, I'll, yes. I'll say Poland. 
Uh, not Poland. England, Norway, or Spain? Fritz. Mr. Fritz. Norway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not Norway. England or Spain? England. It's Spain. Hey, I didn't get hey, to go. Yeah, Jack and I didn't get to answer. Oh, Jack, Spain. I appreciate that you would have gotten there. Okay. Uh, yes, it is Spain. So it's much further south compared to Europe. Uh, the Spaniard is Mandy Patinkin's favorite character to date. What year did The Princess Bride get released? Oh. Uh, Jim, work off Jim, 1980. After 1980. Jack, 1986. After 1986. Moira, 1988. Before uh -huh. 1988. Come on, Fritz. Fritz. Come on. Fritz. Fritz. 1990. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before 1990. Uh, Go, Bateman. 1987, uh. sir. 1987, absolutely correct. Suck it, Fritz. Oh. The Prince, the Princess Bride is one of many films directed by some meathead named Rob Reiner. Yeah. Rob Reiner appeared in a 2018 documentary about which cast member of The Princess Bride. Pinkman. Rob Reiner appeared. Mr. Pinkman. Yeah, Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant is absolutely correct. Wow, good for Gosh. you. How old was Andre the Giant when he passed away in 1993? Oh, Jimmy was 52. Younger. Oh, Jack, 45. Older. Moira, 48. Younger. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. <laughs> 47, yeah, yeah, yeah. Younger than oh, 47 nice. years old. Um, I'll go with 46, please. 46 is absolutely correct. Which of these famous people is not... 46 years old. Which of these famous people is not 46 years old? Justin Trudeau, Sofia Vergara, Seth Rogen, Snoop Dogg, or Snoop Lion, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, or Alfonso Ribeiro? I think Carlton. Snoop Dogg is older, but I thought Sofia Vergara was older, too. I think Snoop Dogg is older. Justin Trudeau, okay. Sofia Vergara, Jack. Seth Rogen, Snoop Dogg. Snoop yes. Dogg. Snoop Dogg is 46 years old. Oh, damn, go with Sophia. Who else we got? Yeah. Sophia Vergara. Yeah, Sophia Vergara. Justin Trudeau, Sophia Vergara. Yep. No, Sophia I'm going Vergara. Justin Trudeau. Okay. Justin Trudeau is 46 years old. Damn it. Pink man. Go to bed, Who Jim. else do Mr. we have? Pink man. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is 36 years oh, old. Oh, there it is. Oh, he Thank looks you. a lot older. Nicely done. <laughs> good job. Uh -huh. That's good. Uh -huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Seth Rogen was seen in the 2019 remake of what classic Disney animated film in 2019? I'm sorry, you might have to repeat Seth that. Rogen. I... Garbling, you're okay. garbling. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen will be heard but not seen in the 2019 remake. All right, that's it. I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. The what? audio what? is so terrible. I just can't. I'm sorry. You put a man on the moon, and we still can't get this straight. You can't get him on the telephone. You can't get him on this particular line. That's it. Let me take. Can we take a break, please, before I really begin to lose it? Actually, it's the end of the show. We can play PPT. You can do whatever you want. You can play a song. Five Minute Professor is over with for okay. today. I can't mm -hmm. take it anymore. Oh, All my right. God. We only had three more questions. I don't care. All right, fine. God damn it. Blast it. All right. Jeez, man, alive. That we got an 88, though. 88. No. Oh, yeah. Well, we didn't finish. Maybe we got an F. 
My hope and my dream is by the time I call it quits here in a few months, we will actually be able to get through the five-minute professor without some audio interruption. That is my goal now. That's a nice goal. That's the only goal that I have now. I've done it all in this business. That's my last remaining goal, (laughs) to get through the (laughs) five-minute professor without some kind of audio screw-up. He was happier on Thursdays, and he was... Jeez, man, alive. Close to us, and he... You know... Solar flares, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sunspots I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. I have no idea what it is. All right, let's play some PPT. Let's do that. I can draw this out. All right, settle down, Pop. Ten minutes if I have to. My God almighty. All right, time for a person, place, or thing. What is the prize, Mr. Pinkman? That would be, today, a lovely two pair, sorry, pair of tickets to Monster Jam Triple Threat Series at the Amway Center on August 18th. You can go to realradio.fm keyword events to buy your tickets today. I've been trying to make that connection between Marlon Brando. I go Marlon Brando to Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, how do I get to Kevin Bacon? Do I get to Kevin Bacon through Meryl Streep? Do I get through Scott Glenn? I just don't know. Here's Dave. You're ready to play, Dave? Pick a person, a place, or a thing. Let's go with the place. Let's go with the place. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. This place claims to be the frog capital of the world, as well as the duck capital of America. It was a giveaway. Yep. Let's see. Frog capital. I got to go with uh, Calaveras County, California. California, you say. Okay. That's your final answer. I'm sorry. It's not uh, California. Moving right along. Here's Kate. Kate, clue number two. Between 1862 and 1864, 20 major Civil War battles and engagements were fought on its soil. Um, is that Louisiana? Louisiana. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah, baby! <laughs> oh, thank you, Kate. Now we have to fill for 10 minutes. Okay. Good job, Kate. Yes, yeah, Louisiana, clue number three. It has the tallest state capitol building in the United States. And its highest elevation is only 535 feet. Blue number four, it's home to the longest bridge over water in the world. Blue number five, perish. <laughs> perish the thought. <laughs> it is the only state in the Union that does not have counties. Nothing gets by you. Uh, by you, get it? That was uh, clue right. number seven. Five. Oh, good. All right, moving right along. By you. What was it you said you wanted to... There was... Oh, wait. Marley. Oh, you said somebody has a stomach virus. Ew. In this in this building. Everybody up and down this building, you said there's something going around. Why do you suspect this? So about an hour ago, and I'm taking, you know, we're in a commercial break, and I yeah. said, okay, I'm going to go, got to go pee. Mm-hmm. So I go in the, the men's restroom, right? On oh, the boy. our floor, fourth, fourth floor. Yeah, fourth floor, go in there. Oh, God, there's somebody, you know. Sorry, I you, just don't. I'm out of here. You don't like it when you even see shoes in the stall. No, <laughs> I see shoes in the stall. I'm out of there. That's so it. I go to the third floor. Oh, my. Go in there, you know, shoes in the stall. Shoes in the stall. So what do I do? <laughs> I go to the second floor. Stop it. What do I see? What? Shoes, shoes in, in the, the stall. stall. Yeah. I had to go down to the first floor and I had to go down four <laughs> flights to, to tinkle. Oh my. That's an absolutely true story. Oh, because you couldn't pee if someone else was in this no. stall. No, 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 no. Because he doesn't. You and know. I'll tell you who's in there all the time because I can it. tell by their shoes because I identify their shoes. So no, you think there's in there all the time? Don't out them. No. Don't out them. It's that's not true. nice. All right, turn your mics off. Shot okay. doctor. Well, then Moira oh, we gets to find out, and we don't know. 
Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You yeah. are totally right. He's been wrong. there all the time. Get in there, do your business, and get the hell out. Sucks. I don't know whether you're what doing the crossword puzzle. I don't know whether <laughs> you're working, on, working with on a podcast. I don't know what the hell's <laughs> going on in there. Sometimes I go in and he starts talking to me from uh -huh. the stall. Don't do that. No. Yeah, just, uh, well, like, oh, casual shadows. You got to get yes. on a regular basis. Eat some figs or something, will you? And uh -huh. just, you know, when the when, when the moment strikes, <laughs> boom, you go in there, you get it over yeah, with. Make it home. Most, Seriously. Oh, not, not, I can't speak mm -hmm. for every, Look, I've, I went to school at a military school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for three years, I don't want to be too gross about this. I'm the, you know, I had to sit on a can where there were no partitions, all right? Ugh. Well, yeah, all right. Oh, you're oh. right. Yeah. So I got a thing now. It's like, I'm going to connect this to Disney World. Oh, no. I'm Go sure they're on. thrilled. We love our friends at Disney World. No. Here's yeah, we the, sort of do. I didn't say I didn't. Oh, okay, I love good. the people at Disney right, World. Good. I'm making the analogy, the comparison. I've known so many people who worked for a very long time at Disney. Uh -huh. As soon as they got, they retired or whatever reason. You know, they'd start growing a ponytail and mutton chops and putting earrings and tattoos. That's true, because they couldn't so do it. Because they couldn't right. do it, right? Uh -huh. I understand. So I go to military school. I spent three years in military school mm -hmm. and, you know, had to... So when I had the opportunity, when I got out of military school, that's it for me. I want complete privacy. I don't want to see anybody else do... And I don't want to even be reminded of that. Yes. So when I call my no pun intended, but in there, yeah. you know, too. And then I see shoes. I'm I'm out of there. I'm sorry. I'm out of there. You've been scarred as a child, and it's still hanging on all these years later. Yeah, so that's the that's the, that's, well, that's the comparison. I mean, there's certain things. As a, <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure why people have to, you know, sit stay in there for 20 minutes. That's why I wouldn't but... make the bed very much until Catherine said, look, if uh, we're going to be together, this is the way it's going to be, sport. You know, you're gonna you're gonna make the bed. Got to participate. Yeah, you, know, you get out of, of bed, that, yeah. and uh, you know you got to be you know, because in military school, every single day of military school, you'd have to make your bed, and you'd have to have to go undergo inspection, where some uh -huh. officer would come along, you know, to make sure you had your hospital corners, and you could uh, flip a a nickel on it, and all that. So as soon as I got away from that environment, mm -hmm. I don't think I ever made a bed while I was in college. Because, yeah, but why? Mm. I don't have to make a bed. Nobody can make me. Uh, nobody can make me make a bed. Nobody's going to beat me up if I don't, uh, you know, make I it understand. the way that they think it should be. And I have to defend myself making a bed. I can, you know, so screw it. And it's well, the fair. same thing. Well, you're not going to go in a potted palm. So if somebody was in each floor's men's room, I'd go outside. <laughs> I'd have to and go, go outside. in the landscaping. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably right next to that palm tree. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I said when I came back in yes. about an hour ago, I said there must be a stomach virus. Because a lot of men are in the men's Because everything's closed down. There's barely anybody here at this hour. I'm shocked. <laughs> the, the the bathroom was a hopping place there. It wasn't hopping. Well, all right. You don't mean, I don't mean hopping, I guess, do I? My only problem with that, I don't care if there's people in there. My problem is there's vents in the top, but no exhaust fan. So the air just lingers. Just oh, it's hanging there? Mm. Oh, it lingers. It's Oh, yeah, it's bad. Jeez, take a can of Febreze or something in there with you. There's one something. guy. So is, that what even... is that what you're worried about? No, I, I, I don't want to say what I'm worried about. I don't want to go because I don't it's need to get into hour. that. dinner hour. Yeah, please. I just don't like it. I just I just don't. I don't use it myself. Oh. I don't like it when other people do. I understand. Do is the operative word. <laughs> I understand. I mean, right. I understand. I, I mean. I know. Cognitively, I I you get it. I understand it. Yeah, mm. 
I understand what's going on, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I have to like it. There's a guy. And I don't think you do either. There's a guy what? That works in this building. Uh-huh. That every time he's in the bathroom and I'm in there and I catch him in the stall, his phone is sitting on the floor on. in the bathroom stall, and I've made it a point to never touch his hand ever as long as I live. Have you ever said anything to him? No. Like, dude, what are you no. doing? Disgusting. What are he you doing? He also doesn't wash his hands after he goes okay. to the you got to say right, something. That's it. Well, then you have to say something okay. because he's touches because for all we know, I'm shaking his hand. I use, well, I don't think you are. Well, whatever I, he I'll is. You, it you is have later. every right to say, dude, what are you doing? Where, where are you going? Let's 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 wash up, all right? I use paper towels on the door handle for my own protection. I do, too. And I, I've never, ever done that. Do you? Always. You wash your hands and then, and then you towel take, off the and, paper, take a, and yeah. take a paper towel, put it, it over the handle, Correct. and then throw yeah. it away in the way. That's yes. why we have I've the never second, used to do that until here. That's why we have the second waste paper basket by the door. Exactly. Because, people, because when they took it away, we were just leaving the paper towel in the corner oh, of the room. I want to know who that person is. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'll, I'll, t- know who that I'll person tell you is. when we get off No, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go talk to that person. Oh, boy. No, don't <laughs> say anything. What are you like the the guy in Clearwater was the parking yeah. lot police? Now you're the potty police, hey, buddy. No, because my understanding, you're not washing your hands. You're keeping your cell phone on the floor, and you're not washing your hands after. Stop Come on, it! What are you doing? Mm-mm. Let's get a change of Stop attitude it. here. You're grossing everybody out. I'm not gro- I'm t- No, he is grossing everyone out. I know. That's uncalled for. I'm, I'm sorry. Saying. Don't get upset. It's not worth getting upset about. I people, know that yeah, for sure. Well, you ought to get upset because people can get sick that way. That's the way yeah, people, you right, know. Right. Come on. Why do they tell you to wash your hands? Because then you touch everything and it spreads yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, it's not you because, oh, the- let me look at your hands. Oh, your hands look wonderful. And you must have gotten a manicure as well because you spread germs when you're not washing your hands. Mm-hmm. The duty caca virus. Stop Come it. On. <laughs> There's no duty caca well, this virus. This is what happens on cruise ships. Oh. That's true. That norovirus. Of course. Ah, That's how you spread that stuff. I want to know who that person is. I'll let you know. I'm not even sure what. Why are you outing people? That's not nice. Because this attention must be paid. Attention. Mm. You're absolutely correct. Attention must be paid to something like that. Thank you. That's that's nasty. It's not right. I'm out of here. Good show today. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Back tomorrow, Thursday edition of the Phillips File at three. Right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane, they follow the monsters in the morning. Tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.